Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Luke. Unfortunately, and... <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> this is episode number 161, which is a palindrome. And today's episode is going to be... We're going to be reviewing my movies. The movies that I picked. It's my week. My week, y'all. It's too What's bad a palindrome? I, it's too bad... Look it up. It's too bad that uh, I won't get a show in October. You know, to take advantage of something horror, just to be thematic. But it's okay. Anyway, uh, that said, uh, the movies that we're going to review today are Don't Worry Darling, which is in theaters right now. Um, kind of has a ramp up of popularity because of one actor in it. We'll talk about that at, 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 in the review. And then uh, from Amazon Prime, uh, one of the originals, we're going to review Samaritan, which has us, uh, you know... Fucking the Italian stallion in it, so it's gonna be fun. Hey. And then, as part of our ongoing marathon, we are doing a volume two of the anniversary. So, 10 years ago this year, uh, Beast of the Southern Wild came out, a movie that had a lot of acclaim at the time, but really has been forgotten in these in the short 10 years afterwards. But uh, we will discuss that movie and uh, all its parts, hopefully, to completion. You can always find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com um, where you can um, see all the 160 episodes we've had on there um, and get lost in the myriad of nonsense that we deal on a bi-weekly basis. Um, that's essentially it. That's, that is it for that. Um, we don't have sponsors here. We sponsor ourselves. Anyway, um, Luke, how you been? Yo, I've been all right. Can't say I've been doing much. I had an ear infection. That sucked. Was that your first? Yeah, I don't think I've ever had an ear infection in my life. So, what brought it on? Um, I had prob- a couple years ago. Really? Huh? So that's not good. I thought something you had, like, as you know, from like younger age. And you think maybe you, I had it when I was like you hear it all? You hear it a lot. As far as, as far as I've heard, yeah, I've, my first one I had like a couple years ago. Debilitating. Yeah, uh, the first really? day was the worst, especially when I had to like walk to the store. My balance was off. Mm-hmm. But my sister told me it was mainly probably due to my allergies. So, okay. yeah. Fucking yeah. Allergies. What's the effect of, uh, of an ear infection? Uh, pain. Like what, in the ear? Like, yes. Literally? Okay. It's, yeah. all the nas- it's uh, anything nasal. Uh, uh, okay. For me, it was mainly it was the ear. But then I got some medicine. I got some like crazy hippie dro- drops for the ear. And then ibuprofen and anti- antihistamine and that kind of just made it better. I think hippie drops are called peyote. Man, by Thursday night, I was good enough to go build a computer for, for a friend of ours, Matt. Mm-hmm. I did see that. Oh, in friend of the show, man. That you, that you weren't ready to build. Yeah, just out of the blue. It's like, oh, we're going to replace one part for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Ended up being like a whole Friend of the show and uh, uh, annual co-host. Correct, um, yes. Annual guest, I guess. Uh, all right, that sucks. That's not, but you're, it's over, right? You're done? You're good? Yeah, you're it's good. good. It's good. I'm fine. Allergy's I mean, still there, but it's... Not you like lose hair or anything. Um, that's great. Can't lose what you don't have. <laughs> that's true. Well, there's stems I see. So, anyway, uh, Rob, about you, Rob? What about you, bitch? Bitch, what? How you been? Oh, you know exactly what I mean. You're delaying for no reason. Uh, I uh, uh, you know, hold my Fifth Amendment right. No, just, um. You certainly can. You could I totally know. no comment this if you yeah, want no to. Comment, right? Oh, nothing. Same shit. Different <laughs> day. 
Really? Yeah. Nothing crazy? Nothing? Just been dealing with dumb shit, you know? Um, What's the dumb shit, for example? Like, work dumb shit? Life no, dumb shit? No, life dumb shit. Just okay. catching up the bills. Yeah. That's about it. That's, that's all it is. Um, besides that, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I've been watching a lot of TV, actually. I've been watching my, back of my Korean shows. Let's get it. Well, one Korean show. So. You're talking about Korean dramas, right? Yeah. You watch those percent. drama things. Like, the so- they're soap, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. But they're Is not they're like, soap? They're not I mean, soap. They're maybe not they soap. don't look like soaps. Yeah, they're not soapy, like that sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, and there's yeah. also finalities. <clears throat> like, oh, okay. they're like one or two seasons, and that's it. They're over. Like, Oh, then I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the finds of soap, I guess. Me- I guess maybe I don't know either, yeah. is a soap, maybe. Yeah, it's weird. So if it's so, that, then I guess it counts. Yeah, I uh, guess. It's weird. Anyways, I've been watching uh, this one show. It's kind of cool. But um, besides that... uh. Been kind of enthralled. Relax, Alexa. <laughs> Relax. Jesus Christ. Um, Jeff Bezos is listening. Yeah. Do you guys ever watch uh, TikTok and then a person on TikTok would would mention? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just had DMX uh, yeah. pop on today because somebody said it in a TikTok or uh, maybe an Instagram video. I don't know. Yeah. I was I'm like, God, not I was like, Alexa, stop. Yeah, right, and it will activate the thing. Mine's yeah. is always like her name, you know, play song quiz. I'm like, God damn it, don't, don't do that, don't do that. Um, yeah, I get those. For for most of them though, I changed it so the keyword isn't Alexa, it's Echo. So oh. I do that for my one in the other room because I have two in the living room. But yeah, and I must have said the word. So. <laughs> Yeah, or something that sounded close enough. Or something that sounded close to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we also, what we did, and this is for my air segment, I guess, but including all of us, we went to our one of our dearest friends, oldest friend's wedding. Oh. I mean, so, she's not the oldest. One, of, I said one of the oldest. Right. Is she not one of the oldest for you? How many, how much, do you, do you, how, do you have that many grade school friends that you met before? We did go Left over. Well, the two of you. Grade school, I said. Yeah, I knew that many. School. I said that many, but we're all part of the same. Fuck you. We we went to our friend <laughs> Tiffany's wedding. Um, what do y'all think? Do you have fun? Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, it's perfect. No bullshit. No crazy ceremony. No dancing. Fucking a. I did Get like in, no dancing. Kick rub. I did chill. Like perfect. I meant- I mentioned it to like three people in that place. Who were like, we, so glad uh, it's the dance floor. We pre, I pre-gamed a little, you know, so it was nice and toasty. So we're up at the wedding, did the responsible thing and drove people home. Post-gamed, drank a little, was responsible, drove people home. It, it felt weird to go to something and then the finality was just like, well, that's it, guys. Have a good day. I mean, um, a lot of weddings are like that, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you tell me, Ralph. How I many? I mean, are they not like that? Do Do they have more of a finality than you? Than you? No, have? it's more of the uh, like. Oh yeah, we're gonna have this shit go until I don't know. One of just somebody falls asleep, some you know, or something happens. Like, I've I think I've I don't know. It's crazy. I just every wedding, most lot of weddings I've been to, a lot longer. I guess I'm just used to staying up like all day or all night. Not that I didn't stay up all night. This one. 
Yeah, I also don't, you know, it's also like, it was at a restaurant, fancy, but like, you know, I don't know what the limit is. Yeah, I, like I said, that's what I'm just used to. But yeah, I mean, I thought that I did not have fun. I like the fact that I don't get pressure to dance. I love that. It was great. But at the same time, you know, I also like, uh, I also like seeing it, so it's not like the worst thing, you know? Um, but yeah, it was nice. I think, um, yeah. I think, uh, what's it called? Someone should have called it. They weren't going to be there, but yeah, besides someone. Right? <laughs> he's not going to listen, so it's fine. Literally, we can mention, we can talk shit about every one person we know, and they wouldn't listen to it. I know some friends that listen. So. Oh, okay. But not him, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck Rick. He was colicky. He was colicky. That's understandable. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy. I was very yeah, it was fun. Yes, it was fun. Um, I, I made a an entrance, I would say. Um, luckily, say I, if I had, yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, it was a fun time. It was a good thing. Uh, my first one of the one of the rare post COVID weddings. I, I feel like I used to go on average one to two weddings a day, a year. Um, maybe, 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 uh, maybe not. Maybe one a year. One, let's go with one a year. Because sometimes I'll be like a year where I wouldn't go, and then another year we'll go two, or two or three. You know. So, uh, but that was a pre-COVID world, and uh, since twenty twenty, um, it's been like I think I had one other one. I just don't remember what it was, and then this one. So I'm glad that it's coming back a bit more. You know. Yeah. Um, because I, I love. I don't know about you guys. I love weddings. I do too. I've yet to ever hate a wedding. Even if I hate the people, I'll never not like the wedding. You know? Yeah, it's true. Actually, I have a same, so, same thing. Yep. Yeah, I'm like down because I've been to weddings where like I don't care about the couple. Or, I Me too. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, and I always have fun. Anyway, uh, that's what uh, we've been doing, kind of. Anyway, perfect way to get into our recent discoveries. Luke, you saw something. One thing, right? Yes, I did. It's a movie I was trying to see in uh, theaters, but very limited showings. Mm-hmm. It's called Emily the Criminal. I really want to see this, by the way. Okay. Oh, really? So you know of it? I know. So of it. Yeah, I've known about yeah, it. Uh, starring, um, you know, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, I forget the guy's name, but it's like his directorial debut. Yeah, the guy uh, who's uh, he's been writing a lot of things. John like. Patton Ford. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of. I just saw a trailer for this movie. I was like, hey, you know what? Let me see it. And then I got an email from Redbox, like, hey, this movie is in like available to rent this week and i was like damn i haven't been to a red box in a minute so i did it i went i rented it you could only rent it on dvd there was not even a blu-ray version nice so i rented it and uh yeah i did enjoy it a lot of um what the camera work there's like no still shots honestly i feel like everything was like it's always moving and stuff oh like a born identity movie or something (laughs) uh okay yeah, Go ahead, but Chuck. essentially, it's uh, Aubrey Plaza, you know, after college kind of person, you know, got all this debt, and so she's trying to make ends meet, and just by chance, someone's like, "Hey, do this thing. It's kind of illegal, but no one's gonna get hurt, and uh, make two hundred bucks, and from then you, you know, get into this the title. crime." Is it at oh? So what's the genre? I mean, is it comedy? Is it just drama? It's not. It's, it's not comedy. Thriller? It's it's a it's more of a drama thriller slash crime type of thing. Cool. Yeah, because knowing her, I mean, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah, it's right. definitely. And she, 
looks so aged in this movie. It's so weird. Well, maybe they aged her up, right? Makeup. Yeah, but I mean, I, first I was like, wait, is that her? I mean, look- everyone is aging every minute, so that's also that, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. So. Um, okay. I, I, so you well, do give it a you shot. Have, you give uh, it a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was actually, I thought like, I'm like, I wonder what people are, after the movie I started, saw it, I'm like, I wonder what, like, what the critical thing is. And people, it's like, like a 70 something on Metacritic. So some people really love this movie. Like, yeah. They're like the Roger Niebert website or whatever. Do you actually look up, do you actually look up reviews? Very rarely. Is this so, one I was just very curious about? Uh, so I never look up reviews. The only review I ever see is the IMDb rating, which I don't give a fuck about because mm-hmm. it's in front of me. And well, only, yeah, it's only there because it's in front of us. Because I need to look up the information of IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same. I also don't look up uh, reviews unless, like, I really, really have like a, like a thing. Like, a, I'm not sure. Now, also, like, also, some yeah. of them give me the Rotten Tomato reviews, some IMDb ones. And oh yeah, certified well, flesh uh, or whatever. Right. Ninety-four on the tomato meter. But so it's certified audience? fresh for audience or critic. The critic ones. Hmm. I don't care what the audience has to say. I really don't either. I, <laughs> the I audience like, almost I always like is to, wrong. I do like to see what the audience likes to say, just to see like yeah, you guys are off base. Yeah, <laughs> right, well, that shows for certain movies right. like Marvel movies sometimes. Yeah, or all the time, or any uh, type of. Uh, or you think of that? That uh, speaking of which, that something came up recently. Uh, that Dahmer show. Have you guys seen that at all? I'm just curious. I've been curious to start watching it. I've heard amazing things. Yeah, so um, every time you hear someone say that it's amazing or it's great, ask them this follow-up. Uh-huh. Do they like American Horror Story? And Why? then, be, Well, I'll, I'll ask you first. Do you okay. like American Horror Story? I've never seen it because I didn't care for it. Okay, Raf? So you? that means no. You don't like it because you don't care for you it. You can say you don't like it because they right. like it. Right. How about Raf for you? I've, I've actually never seen. Okay. Um, um, never it's seen made it. by the same guy who did that show. And I've seen the first two seasons. Yeah. And it's pretty, like, not great. I don't know why this guy's so popular. But it's made by the same guy. So like, I, feel I like heard it was pretty graphic or something. Uh, I heard it's mildly. I, I heard it gets graphic, but I don't it, know about, like. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where people talk a lot about, about these kind of shows. I think it's overhyped. It's it yeah, it's overhyped. what it is. But I'll tell you something right now. At the wedding, um, Somebody's yeah. boyfriend was wearing those glasses from the Dahmer. Oh, yes, that's right. So, and uh, I told, I told, uh, I told yeah. the girlfriend that I was like, just letting you know your boyfriend has Dahmer glasses, mm-hmm. and she's like, really? And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, I'll tell him to go get it. It also helps that he's a douchebag <laughs> by what all reports say. Yeah, not that I met the guy. Ironically, there's a guy I work with that purposely bought those glasses. It's like, it's like yeah, that's what I'm, going, what I'm going for. People take me more seriously when I tell them things, or he doesn't want to date ever again. All right. Yeah. Um, Honey, I, I got new glasses. Divorce, <laughs> right? The uh, next day. Right. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to talk about a show, but it reminds me of that. Uh, all right, cool. So you saw Emily the Criminal. I will. I might see this honestly by the next time. Well, um, go to your local Redbox. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Sure. I I have never bought anything at Redbox in my life. It's like two dollars um, for a one night rental. Oh, is it two now? They yeah. they they, 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 they Damn. Fucking hundred percent increase. Hundred percent increase. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I think older movies are cheaper. Percentage wise, that's wow, double the amount. Fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah. Double their profits, guys. Guys, I got an idea. Hmm. Two dollars. Two dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. Inflation's no, a motherfucker. I just hope they're making it out well in the world, because um, it's a cool idea that I want to survive. Anyway, uh, all right. What about you, Ralph? What about me? 
Oh, well, what are you watching? Yeah, bitch. Um, I saw this one. So, uh, you, you know me. There's uh, Netflix has a 30 for 30, but their series oh. is called Untold. Oh, um, I see. Yes, yeah, okay. So it's one's called one's Untold, one. The Rise and Fall of Anne 1. Do you remember Anne 1, Oscar? And 1? No. Yeah. And one, uh, you do remember because I'm gonna so I'm gonna explain to you right now. Okay. So and one was uh, very is a famous uh, what's it called or was a famous during our late nineties, early two thousands kind of stuff. Um, what's it called? Company for uh, basketball being lean basketball attire, but it had the guy the the guy jump almost like the the jumping uh, Jordan, but it's not the jumping Jordan. It's similar similar silhouette. Okay. And they had they had shoes, they had shirts, they had because it was like. They they were they tried to be big but they flopped and then they ended up being like Walmart brand kind of stuff right where they actually sold at Walmart but then they ended up being like the everyman's person the everyman's type of shoe the everyman's type of thing like that none of this is ringing a bell but I believe you um if I I, I own pairs of those shoes that's why I'm asking right. uh, I think so did, so did you by the way <laughs> I think I had a pair of those yeah I think it was like my first slip on shoes I think we're saying that we're broke. Yeah, a thousand percent. But anyway, I think that's what we're admitting here. At, the, at least that um, it was like this influential ended up being um, uh, influential brand for streetball, and they're the ones who kind of like put streetball out on the uh, out for everything. And so, and then it just kind of shows you the what happened, like how the, how much of a flash in the pan was, how the company started, what happened, how they ended up kind of like just folding and stuff like that, um, and just just kind of ended up what happening, how they impacted the basketball scene, I guess, and how they ended up kind of, like, forcing yeah. Nike to do something, you know, and then Nike kind of just came, came at them and went, like, yeah, we're Nike, so won't you suck a fat one kind of thing, you know? Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, they were making, the, they were making also, like, top shoes, apparently. Like, all their shoe designs were, like, on point. They were, like, beating Nike, you know, at, at one point. They were not, not beating Nike, but, like, competing with Nike. There was nobody else competing in the market space. What um, street ball? Don't worry about it. Um, it's like pickup ball, man. It's like pickup basketball. Let's just oh, like, basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, kidding. I saw like the second half of this documentary. We're, all, we're yeah, also so, saying that none so, of us are Luke, physically Luke, moving. Right, clearly. <laughs> so Luke came in and like, there's like the last 25 minutes left of the movie. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, it's only like an hour and 10, I think. And, uh, he's, he's like, you want to restart it? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, like, absolutely not. Like, that is some wife ass question. You don't uh, have a right to ask him that. Well, because you know, we were coming over to hang out. Yeah. So he's like, no, I'm going to finish this. We have to fucking hang out in 20 minutes. Like, it just seems something that Ashes should ask. Oh, a thousand percent, yeah. But, anyways, that's not, it was a good, it was a good uh, documentary mm-hmm. or a good episode or whatever the hell they are. Anyways, um, that's my first movie. My other movie that I saw was um, Legend of the Fist, The Return of Chen Chen. Okay. Um, apparently, it was a show that I didn't know about. Uh, before a movie? Yeah, before a movie, and then they made a movie after it, because it, or, uh, Donnie Yen started getting big. So Donnie Yen wasn't a part of a show. Uh, it was called uh, Chen Jet or something like that. I forgot what it was called already. Hold on. Let me look it up. And then um, he, uh, was the show? Fist of Fury. And okay. he was Shen Jet in it. And uh, I love how they go to, this is Andrew Lau's first movie also. Um, who has done uh, a bunch of shit, uh, or at least first like big movie? He... When the, what year did this come out? Avenging Fest, two thousand and uh, two thousand nine, I think. Two thousand ten. What did done? 
Okay. Oh no, he did. Uh, this is like I think is one of his like first movies with uh, maybe uh, with this guy. Um. Anyways, the that again, it's weird. It's um, I know it's like he does heavily based Chinese like history kind of stuff. Um, and I guess where the, the movie lies, there's just too much going on. I had fun, which is with the action, and he wears the mask. This is where like the the, the mask thing comes from, where he hides his face. You know, he's this mm-hmm. like uh, mask hero. Um, it's, it's interesting for sure. It's, it was a fun watch for a little bit, but then it just gets very predictable. Eh, I just wanted to watch something like action. And I like Donnie yet. And I've seen just about all of his work anyway. So I might as well fucking watch this. So I, that's where I fell. I just didn't know it was a TV show until afterwards. And then I was like, that's probably why it's just okay. Um, but yeah, so that was, that's, there's nothing really to it. I hate to say it. It's just, I guess it finishes the show. The, <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's, just like, the hist- it's like the history of when it's Japan like Serenity invaded. to it's Firefly. Like the, yeah, it's like the history when Japan yeah. invaded, and there he's yeah. cutting, he's carving his part in that. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just it's it's okay. It's okay. There's some good stuff, but overall, it's very much paid by numbers. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's what I've been watching, uh, yeah. and that that is one of the movies that I saw um, that I had to finish, but I fell asleep because I was tired. Got it. That's one of those. All right. Uh, what was the title again? Legend of the Fist, The Return of Shen Jun. Nice. All right, and that's what uh, you've been watching, right? There's nothing else? Right, I didn't miss one, right? Nah. Okay, cool. Um, I've been watching a few horror movies. Um, that's all we have, guys. All right, let's go. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> uh, this next one. Uh, this one is called Revealer. This is on Shudder, guys. A Shudder original. Not just exclusive, one of the originals. Um, so no one's going to see it. Right. No, I try to watch there because uh, sometimes there's a good gem in there. This is not one of those gems. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> okay, now I'm intrigued. Let, now I'm intrigued. Right? I'm just saying. I'm just, just saying. Uh, set it to the side for we have to review bad movies. Right, right. Um, so reveal it. Here's the thing: tensions rise when a stripper and a religious protester, <laughs> match made in heaven, Hold are on, trapped together in a peep show booth. And must come together to survive the apocalypse in 1980s Chicago. Sweet um, home, Chicago. I watched this literally on a whim. And it is the... Was it, it the setting that got it? Uh, the Chicago helped. And also, like, I want to see what a stripper and a religious protester have to say to each other. <laughs> um, Didn't you go to my high school? It's... Right, right. Didn't you do that thing with the dumpster? Um... Yeah, this movie is pretty much. I mean, there, I, there's like nothing. Um, not nothing to say. It is like a low key indie movie for sure. It takes place in one location. Um, it's the Peep Show booth. Chicago? Oh, the- no, no, Peep Show booth. Like the like the one room. Like it's basically Did an they show office. Peep? They, no, not really. Actually, they never really show it. Um, I think it is a little lame, not because like uh, like I want it, but like I'm like oh they kind of introduced it in the in the synopsis. I kind of feel like they should, but whatever, not a big deal. Uh, my biggest issue with it is that I feel like it didn't it didn't like sustain itself to have the runtime that it did. Like it, I felt like like they could have gotten to the third act faster, and maybe have the third act be the second act and have some other ending. But like, so I had a problem with like how that much they extended this. Um, and I know that it's a one location kind of shoot. It's probably very low budget. Um, the whole apocalypse on the entire world is happening outside this, this building, this room that they're in. So like, and there's demons. It's like, it's very, it's like, it's, it is like the, the end times 
It isn't like, oh, is it maybe end time? Is it aliens? No, no, no. It is religious end times, apocalypse kind of thing, Armageddon. And um, and then these two, as you might imagine, they some you know they find some common ground and they and befriend each other in some fashion through the chaos and the stress nature of their predicament. Yikes! Um, that was mega yikes, by the way. Anyway, and. Um, yeah, and then they, they get into this whole thing where they start going down in the sewers and the tunnels while a demon's chasing them, and it becomes like this thing where that, I mean it becomes a little more interesting. But overall, I would not recommend it. Um, I feel like it didn't have enough to sustain the, the high concept that they were going for. Um, that's roughly what I will say about it. Um, next up here, my I apologies saw, by the way. That's okay. It's okay. It happens. Shit happens all the time. Um, next up here, I saw both. Grave Encounters movies. Have you guys heard of these movies? They're a little popular. That's no. why I ask. Gr- wait, Grave Gra- Encounters. G R A V E. No, I, I don't think I don't think I have. But you could prove me wrong. I don't know. Yeah, what he said. Oh, was there any uh, Armageddon? Or was it called? Uh, is it Armageddon? What's the Rolling Stones music? Was there any what music? Sorry, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Rolling no. No, I don't think they can afford that. They can't afford it. Very, only studios can afford Aerosmith rights. Okay? Just saying. Um, anyway, I saw the Grave Encounters movies. Um, Were they better? So, the first one is, for their ghost hunting reality show, a production crew locks themselves inside an abandoned mental hospital that's supposedly haunted. Right? And what it might just people getting locked in places? And might prove to be all too true. That's a pretty good synopsis, <laughs> by the way. Hey, it happens a lot, right? I mean, um, when was the last time you got locked in somewhere? I've never. been locked out. I've never been locked oh, right. in anything. I mean, I know <laughs> Rafa's been a pokey. why once. my friends have keys to my house. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, Rafa has been to the pokey once, so he knows the feeling, but I don't. It's um, literally that reason. So, I, okay, this is a 2011 movie, so it's a little more forgivable. This is the era of locking themselves into shit. Okay, so it makes sense. Um, <laughs> okay. And Grave Encounters two. Uh, which came out a year after, only a year after. So it was clearly like premeditated filmmaking here. Um, a film student who is obsessed with the movie Grave Encounters sets out with his friends to visit the psychiatric hospital depicted in the original film. By the way, those two synopsis, when you read it like that, it sounds like a cool movie, right? Like a cool set. Like the first one is the first one, where it is a basic. Oh, these ghost hunters, they're all fake and they all hate each other and they're all like egocentric and nonsense. They go into this uh, abandoned asylum and they encounter real shit and they all fucking die. Okay? Obviously. Um, and it's all like a uh, found footage. Both of these movies. They're found footage styles. And then the part is it done, two. Is it done well? Because it's, it's done okay. I will say it is done okay. It is you not know how rack. I feel about the found footage. It is not rack, though. Rack is like a high standard. Found footage movie. Wreck is your high standard. Wreck is my. High, what is your high standard? Oh, well, just asking. No, I'm asking you. What is? I don't, I, mean, watch Witch Project? To, I, don't ha- I don't watch enough to have a high standard. Blair I mean, Witch Wreck- Project is definitely not a high standard. Oh, I mean, Blair Witch. I mean, I think Blair Witch is an excellent movie, but I would say Wreck and Blair Witch are the high standards. Okay, but sh- we're all yeah. maybe what? high quality, but it's not a standard on like how you want the shaky cam and everything, the footage. Oh, I mean, it didn't bother me, okay. but hmm, that's just me, I guess. Anyway. But uh, can you think of another that's a good one? I can't think of one right now. I can't think of anything right now. But Chronicle, but that's not a horror movie. Anyway, whatever. Well, it doesn't have to be horror. Just say oh, then Chronicle. Then. Yeah. 
<laughs> or Cloverfield, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. In that case, I don't know. You opening it up, Rob? I, I, just, I, yeah, I didn't know we were limited to. Right, but the first movie is okay. Like it's not like those standards, but it is not like the shitty either. Um, there's way worse ones. So somewhere in the middle, I would say. And uh, the only thing that sucks about the first movie is that too many unrelatable and hateable characters, like the ones you can relate to or not, not relate to, but the ones you know the most of are assholes that you don't want to know. And the ones you don't know enough die too early to know them, you know, like it's not, I mean, doesn't have a great just there to get killed. Basically, that's why it feels like you just want them to die, in which case the movie loses its, its, uh, I don't want to say gravitas or anything, but it loses. But are they satisfying deaths? Some of them are, but not enough. Anyway, Mm. I would say it's like, it's an okay movie. That's my point. But part two, though, it's a good t- it's a good thing. Like someone that saw the first movie was a th- was like obsessed with it and wanted to visit the same hospital. That's a cool concept for a, a sequel, I thought. So I saw it, and it is better than the first one because of that concept. And it gets into not just uh, the ramifications of the first movie, but it does like this meta, not cabin in the woods meta, but like meta enough. It's more light meta. Uh, way to like reconcile. If you say meta too much, Mark Zuckerberg is going to sue us. He might actually, but he oh, didn't yeah, invent the word meta, so he can fucking die in a fire. Um, anyway, uh, so I w- I would recommend it om- because of the sequel, but you'd have to watch the first one. That's the weird thing. So um, not have to, but like it's better if you do. Um, so yeah, I, I I found them enjoyable. Is my point. I found I mean, them. I don't want to miss a thing, so that'd be great. Yeah. And uh, despite the annoyances of the first one. Um, is that an Aerosmith that's thing? A 2011 movie. What? 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 He said, I don't want to miss a thing. Is that what, um, an Aerosmith I can't believe you. I can't believe you today. <laughs> I can't believe you. That's a really good joke. That's a good comeback. You like that's that one? Comeback. You like I that? like that. Because I did almost say, I didn't say it like that, but I said almost that. Are you uh, looking up Aerosmith lyrics? No, 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 not at all, not at all. But, <laughs> but like, uh, you're not paying attention to this podcast. We I just am, mentioned Aerosmith, and he first had a, of all, that's a good, like, he's never that tight with his jokes, ever. Who, who be? Luke. Oh, that was me. Wait, he said that. I said the joke, he caught it. No, I'm saying he caught it, that's the callback. Oh, yeah. And no, yeah, calling it is the, is the joke, not that what you said. That's the Well, I was hoping you caught oh. it, but you're not listening to me, though. No, because I'm trying to fucking tell you about the goddamn movie. <laughs> but the movie sucks, so we don't care. I don't give a shit if you think that. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch Grave Encounter. <laughs> I just said that um, the second he, one is worth it. If, you have to watch the first one. If you don't want to miss a thing, you have to watch the real first one. Yeah. That's where I was going with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I oh, get it. That's right. what I was saying. Go kill yourself. We all should kill ourselves. Anyway, Rob, don't do it. Um, I, like I just it. I just typed it yes. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on here to the last movie here. I saw La Llorona. It's not whatever you oh, said. Oh, how was that? Yeah, shut up. Oh, uh, La Llorona? Oh, hey, you just beat him? Oh, I can. Uh, <laughs> he can uh, dream on. He can unmute himself, though. <laughs> Um, here's a synopsis. So shut up, Luke, for a minute. An aging, paranoid war criminal protected by his faithful wife faces death while being haunted by the ghost of his past. <laughs> what the fuck? This is so, so random. Right? Right? It sounds random. <laughs> it, it sounds like two separate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is directed by Jairo Bustamante. I, I assume that's how it was. Jairo! What's up? I don't. Oh yeah, I thought you said something else. Anyway, um, this is a, a purely Spanish film. Uh, is it Mexican or Spanish? I think it's Spain. Spanish, yeah, it's Spain. Um, 
Spanish film. And uh, the reason I saw it, as Uncharted, by the way, and the reason I saw it is because uh, they did The Curse of La Llorona, and I think they made a sequel of that, which is American-made. And I haven't seen those. I heard they were terrible, and they're basically remakes of La Llorona. So I'm like, I'm going to go watch the original source material. And I saw it, and it is pretty fucking good. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, so I recommend it for you, Roth. Uh, Luke, you're, you have no culture, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? What so, was that? that was such a exactly, sound. Exactly gasp. Yeah, that was really <laughs> bad or good. I can't decide. Um, so La Llorona is a, an excellent film. I found it very, very good. It is like um, it is a slow burn thriller, supernatural horror movie. It isn't in your face ever. It is slow. It makes you earn it for sure. So it isn't like it's not The Conjuring, you know, or 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 even Great Encounters as far as horror. Um, but the supernatural aspect is very good, and you know exactly, you know, even as you're discovering with these flashbacks throughout the movie, uh, you're discovering the true essence of what this old man did and uh, what his family is like. Not only responsible for, but on the hook for, and like it goes on from that point, and it has like a very very satisfying ending that leads so it's it's a it's a very simple actual story when you think about it but like told really well and short short movie um so i recommend it it is on shutter that's my rec- one real recommendation of the week so it's like you don't know but it's on shutter that's good okay. it is on shutter that's why i saw it i assume it's still there um so yeah those are the movies i've been watching it's october almost so welcome Actually, when this comes out, it will be October. So, right. anyway, um, so some horror movies here for all of you to watch. I basically just get a Shutter account. Just get, just get one. Anyway, mm, nah. <laughs> I mean, you guys have mine. So, what are you complaining? Anyway, we're gonna take a break here. When we come back, we're gonna review our first film of the evening, which is right now in theaters. Don't worry, darling, or don't worry, darling. Stay with us. A 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. This is Don't Worry, Darling. This should be a comma. You're right, Ralph. Don't Worry, Darling, by, uh, directed by Olivia Wilde, written by a bunch of people. Katie Silverman, Carrie Van Dyke, Shane Van Dyke, story by those two. Uh, this movie stars Florence Pugh, Harry Styles... Olivia Wilde herself, Chris Pine, Gemma Chan, uh, Kiki Lane, Nick Kroll, for some reason. Um, no, he's fine. He's actually fine. Kate Berlant, Sidney Chandler, Asif Ali, Timothy Simmons, Douglas Smith, roughly. But basically, Clarence Pugh and Harry Styles, basically. Huh. Those two. I thought it was Pug. Yeah, it's Pugh. I mean, based on the interviews I heard and shit when people mention her name. Uh, I would have said Pug, too, if I was reading it, or Pug. I would try to mention the G, is my point. But it's Pew, from what I know. Pew, Pew. The actress that starred, I mean, she got her, like, the first exposure I saw her in was Midsummer. We are right? too much friends. Yeah, okay, can, can go back to what I'm saying here. Um, because remember Midsummer? That was the first time I, I still haven't seen it. Midsommar? Yeah, Midsommar, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember. That's the first time, Ralph, that you saw her in, right? That uh, one. I could have sworn I saw her somewhere else, but I could be wrong. It could have been two movies right in the same year. Hmm. But I might confuse her. Yeah, and there was a little bit there in what twenty twenty maybe or maybe twenty nineteen where she was like in five movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we reviewed them all too. Ooh. So I saw her in Fighting with My Family. I haven't seen that movie. 
I have not seen her. But uh, lately, her biggest role is probably the Scarlet Witch sister, right, uh, in the Scarlet Witch movie. Or Black Widow movie, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that too. Scarlet Witch. <laughs> I'm like Scarlet Johansson. I think I combined two different people there in, the, in that thing. Anyway, um, this movie is classified as what? Drama, thriller, period piece, something like that. Yep, drama, mystery, thriller. Got two, two right out of there. Um, and this movie has, uh, the, has like a rarefied amount of popularity leading up to the release because Harry Styles, who is the co, co lead here, is, um, obviously the famous singer that I know nothing about. I mean, I've heard that one or two songs because of my ex. That's the only reason I know him. But like, are you guys familiar with this? No. Smooth like butter? I don't, I don't, I don't. If if you say it, I believe you. Um, It sounds wrong. It sounds Back to school? But anyway, this guy is clearly trying to be an actor as well. Um, He had his big, uh, his starring thing when he did that little bit in that one, um, Christopher Nolan movie, the war one. I forgot the name of it. He was in that. And then war, he was uh, in... what is it good for? Yes, that's the name of it. Yes. Um, and then he was war in a, movie. A, a couple more. Yeah. He, remember Christopher Nolan made a, a war movie, a World war one movie. 1917. No, no, that was fucking that was somebody else. <laughs> he did not do 1917. Just because it's a World war one. Is that the only other World war one movie? You know? <laughs> I, think so. I think that's what you're really admitting to here. Right. Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah. He was in that. He was one of the soldiers that drowned, I think. <laughs> Whatever. He, yeah, right. Anyway, and I didn't think much of him then either, by the way. But anyway, my point is that I've heard a lot of like people talking about, hey, oh my God, Harry Styles. In the same way that people, uh, like a fan base, mainly you know young girls, talked about uh, Robert Pattinson when he started making movies after, yeah. Twin, after um, Twilight. Yeah, I actually Same mentioned way. this. I think mm-hmm. Luke had mentioned this movie to uh, one of her friends, girlfriends, mm-hmm. fiance, and yeah. she uh, she was like, "Oh, that's the movie with Harry Styles in it." And I was like, "Yeah, what? Who? Exactly." Me and Luke just like, "Huh? <laughs> like, no, it's yeah, Chris Pine. We, we don't exist, right?" Luke has been. I I swear, Chris Pine is I, like if a five. If, five I, ever, food, by if the way. I ever meet Chris Pine, I'm just gonna be like, "I know your biggest fan." Yeah. He pines yeah, it's, for it's you. Not like, it's not like he was fucking, you know, Kirk in a Star Trek if, or anything. If I say he pines for you, I'm literally gonna, the next thing is out of my mouth. Is, and I'm going to see myself out. I'm just going to walk away. You should. As you should. That's what you should do. I agree. Um, so anyway, this has, movie has a, an, a, an unusual amount of popularity. And also Olivia Wilde, a big, you know, she was in House and she was in tons of things. She also made uh, one of our not favorite movies, but a movie that we all enjoyed. She did that book smart movie, right? Book smarts. Oh yeah, did she? Is that yeah, I believe yeah, I believe so. I didn't I'm know gonna, that. I'm gonna double check now just to make sure. But I didn't see book smart, but I know I know. The oh, movie. you haven't seen it? Didn't we oh. review it? I guess I not. don't think so. Well, if I did, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't review it, me. <laughs> yeah, clearly not. Yeah. Um. No, I I don't think we reviewed it. Maybe you watched it. Maybe I watched it. It was just a recent discovery thing. Must must have been. Must have been. That's annoying. I can't even access it. Why is this thing being so annoying? Um, Anyway. uh, So this movie. Let's go into this movie for real. This is actually uh, more of a female-centered film. (laughs) Right? 
It's not about Harry Styles really whatsoever. I just double checked. Olivia Wilde did direct it. Um, I, w- I mean, not that they're, com- they're not comparable either, by the way, at all. The one's a comedy about high school. Uh, so this movie is a um, I what I want, and I, I didn't know anything about it. But as the movie started and all that, uh, it started feeling like a Stepher Wives combined with some sort of dark or a Black Mirror episode kind of thing. And um, the mystery of their surroundings of the of the of the predicament that they're in, this 1950s household era and the and these these husbands all in a very geometrically pleasing way, all get out of the driveways at the same time kind of way by very stiff for wives. Um, they go to work across the mountains, a place where no one can leave. No one can leave the town. No one can uh, pass this threshold. No one can all these things. Add to the mystery, of course, but like I found myself as I'm giving my first thoughts here that um, that the movies, the movies breadcrumbs of this mystery, I didn't care so much about uh, uh, other than only in in the only in the way that Florence Pugh's character, which I should mention what her name was, what's her name in the movie, uh, Alice, oh. only in the same sense that Alice is uh, interested in. So like I always felt like. It was Alice's point of view, which it was, and um, which it is. I mean, and um, I found that I only cared, kind of like what she was going through, more than the mystery of the of where they're going to drive. I mean, I was curious about it, but I wasn't that intrigued uh, where the husbands were working for, or working at, or doing um, at this mountain range, which looked like Area Fifty One. Honestly, it looked like Area Fifty One, and um, and all I all I cared about was like. Uh, Alice's, uh, and you know, empathizing with her. So ultimately, I found this movie, I would say, enjoyable. It wasn't like a runaway success for me, but um, and I found one big element of the movie, uh, which we'll get into spoilers, of course, um, predictable. Like I predicted it in twenty minutes, and like, and that's because we're living in a post world of like we've seen a lot of these kind of mysteries and stuff already, and I think it's living in that world, and uh, it's gonna have to do a little better than that to trick, or not to trick anything, but like to make it worthwhile mystery where we don't see it coming necessarily, because I think the movie also tries to make it a surprise, to try to make it a a standout point to have its thriller and mystery cake eat it and eating it too. Um, so, but that said, though, I still enjoyed it. I still found it uh, enjoyable, um, even though I did think that for the first 15 minutes or first arc or two, uh, I was thinking that the movie was going to go somewhere else. But again, we'll get that and we'll get into that in recent discoveries. But I liked the movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either, though. Um, those are my rough thoughts. Roth, what did you think of Don't Worry, Darling? Yeah, so I'm, I'm in the same, similar boat with you. I like the movie. That's my overall. So, and I'll get a little bit more into it. Um, I did feel like uh, there was a, supposed to be a surprise somewhere right um i feel like uh they were alluding to something like that as well i also was kind of like already throwing my you know stuff to the wall see what was gonna stick my thoughts to the wall um as to like what's gonna be the reveal i suppose because that's what it was kind of leading to um and uh i did feel like um i i don't know i felt like i the movie wants to talk about a lot a lot of stuff um, especially towards the end of it, once the reveal is kind of revealed, mm-hmm. <laughs> bad way to put it, um, is that, uh, and I just feel like it doesn't do a good job at it. And it kind of just like, it mentions it, or we bring it up, 
and now we're going to finish the movie, and that's it. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's nothing else to say. And it kind of feels that way, um, which is kind of shitty. But um, So I just feel like, not that you why bring it up at all, but I don't know. I just feel like it was like an unfinished idea, I suppose, or an unfinished thought. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, in that aspect, so but besides that, uh, everything else was wasn't bad. Harry Styles was horrible. Uh, Chris Pine, you know, Chris Pine. Uh, Florence Pugh steals the show here, obviously, um, really easily. But um, it did feel very. Uh, it just felt like so cultish, and um, I did like like overall what was happening, and I was just very interested to see like what I was very confused because the time setting felt really weird. Um, but overall, the style—I like where the movie, how the like where it's set and how it's stylized, and and it all makes sense once once you get the reveal. The reveal, kind of, you can you can do whatever you can say whatever you want to do whatever you want. It's kind of cool. Um, what's it called? Uh, after you, like you can justify anything, should I say? Uh, and that was cool. But yeah, I did have fun watching the movie, and I thought I wasn't going to have as much fun. Um, I figured it was going to be decent at least, but I had um, mm-hmm. yeah, I had more fun than I expected. Right as little as my expectations are for just about any movie. Okay. Uh, Luke, what are your thoughts on the movie? We can't hear you, Luke. Ah. There you are. There we go. I thought it was enjoyable. I, th- I, th- I thought I was going to say it. Well, because I muted you, Luke. Anyway, <laughs> right. <just> continue. <laughs> I self-muted. <laughs> right. no, I thought it was enjoyable. It was... Uh, I heard there was like some drama starting this movie. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care about that. But, uh, yeah, no, it was fine. Um, like, I kind of figured out what was going on, or as I thought what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was fairly accurate, so, you know. But, yeah. I definitely want to kind of want to go, I mean, probably deserves a rewatch to see if you can kind of figure it out earlier in the movie. There's anything they slipped in, but, you know. We'll yeah. See. So, I, I had this thing with the movie. Where I thought it was going to be more, I don't want to say intellectual, but something like that. More science fiction. I agree. And I I found myself disappointed when it wasn't. Now, I maybe should have guessed at that based on the fact that Olivia Wilde directed it. And she... um, Not known for science fiction, huh? (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, exactly. One, not known for science fiction, but two... Known for also um, highly known for science fiction. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, house so much science and so there much fiction. And fiction. All that lupus. <laughs> All that lupus. They just happen to be separate from each other. Science right. and fiction. It's so funny how I only think of her as really the doctor from House, um, when she's been in so many other things. She and has, yeah. yeah, um, um, although she's a, I would say a solid director. Not, I don't, I don't really see a signature in her directing style. But I think she's a solid director. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Uh, so, Land of Science Fiction, because it's her, not only should I not have maybe expected so much as a science fiction tale, but more of a, uh, you know, she tends to do a lot of female-centric films, which makes sense. She does. Well, she's yeah. But also in a purposeful way, and I feel like this movie was tipping her hand as to what the core mystery was. And, I am um, yeah, and again, we're dancing around so the ending. Do you, do you think what? she was tipping her hand? I think so. 
Yeah, I, I figured I it out. We, I just think we were alluding to it. Maybe it was. Uh, I, I feel like I figured it out way too soon. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I, I'm I, I felt that way. Maybe I'm wrong. I also don't know if she. I mean, I could see one way where like um, the script and the direction was made to look like as if um, the twist is supposed to land as you realize it, which is obviously a lot of people's hopes and dreams, right, with their scripts. But like, or it could be one of those things where like you know where it's going. But, like, it's seeing the characters figuring that out. That is the journey, and that's more fun. It's like I'm between those two thoughts on this. So I don't really know how I feel about that. But, um, but uh, uh, yeah, Florence Pugh's uh, thing was pretty great. And I really, um, I, what I liked a, a lot about the movie is how all the heavy lifting that the first half did that makes the second half, uh, you know, not just, like, bearable, but, like, enjoyable. Yeah. Um, that and that is the the relationship between Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, um, because I should say what names. I know I said Alice before Jack. So the relationship between Alice and Jack um, was crucial in the beginning, and they didn't do a whole lot. They didn't do like all this stuff, but they did show how a how different this couple is compared to most of the other couples we've we've been meeting at that point, yeah. and um, and. How much? How in love they are? How, how honeymoonish and lust? Yeah, but it's, it's fucking hot. It's great. I love it. And like how like they have a routine, but within that routine, they get to express themselves to each other, right? Yeah. And I and I mean that physically and sexually and all that. But like the movie does enough heavy lifting, and I think because of really uh, the act uh, the acting going on here that kind of helps that along. It did a lot more heavy lifting than I imagined it would do. That it was going to do uh, later on <laughs> when the second half kicks off and the, and the twist is revealed and all that shit. Um, yeah, it helped a lot me believe what was going on. Um, so, yeah, I really liked it for that. And um, But uh, I, I kind of wish, though, that, um, that they kept the mystery uh, a little more light-footed. Like, I wish they didn't care so much about the mystery. I will ultimately say about the movie before we get into spoilers, which we're about to, um, and th- that is mainly my my main thing about the movie because I think I figure that leads to most of the problems that I end up having. So, um, but anything else you guys want to say before we get into spoilers? No, uh, no, I think I'm right. anything you want to highlight, like um, look simpler times, simpler times. <laughs> oh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, actually, that's a spoiler thing. I was going to mention something, but no, that's a spoiler. Uh, all right, so let's get into spoilers for it. All right. Don't, don't worry, five. darling. There's no countdown. Don't worry, darling. Spoilers starting right now. Aliens, man. So um, at first, <laughs> I hated... I, I wish it was aliens. Um, at first, I didn't like... I was like... I was not didn't like... I was questioning why the 1950s household idea. Why not? Oh, right, and Simpler then I, times you go to work. Well, that's the thing escape. is that I do I do think for a lot of white people, it is this it is their common it is their quintessential simple times. So I guess it makes sense that whatever company, whatever Chris Pine's company is doing here, yeah. that they would pick this. It's it's like, uh it's also the the standard that everyone falls back to, at least in the United States, where yeah. everyone goes, a man is supposed to provide, and a woman is supposed to oh. take care of the stuff at home, right? Yeah, or, right, and it's very much so like that. And, and they, there's a they, lot of they make it like a like an action item yeah. list, a mission oh, yeah, for the women too, because it's really their job to do that. That's like that's the trick that they're implying, they're implementing is that the the wives have to 
take care of the household and the kids and shit um, while the men go work because they know the truth, they, but the women don't. Right. Right. Um, but also, like, I found, I found, I figured myself, like, as I, because I, at first I was like, I didn't like the fact that there was 1950s because, like, it's such a go-to thing that everyone has done, but also it's because everyone has done this in Stafford Wives and a lot of these types yeah. of shows and right. movies. Well, I mean, that, that makes it a reasonable thing to go back to. What do you do? Make it in, in the, the 40s? In a way. You got, you got World War Two. No. You, you go up right. a decade. You got the hippies in the sixties and the I, Vietnam I I, War in the seventies. I, I know eighties would have been better because there's a lot of pockets better. where you can do a lot of things. My point is, is that it makes sense because of our recent history in the last 50, 60 years. Um, it makes sense. I'm saying um, I totally found the idea much more enjoyable the second half around. Is my point. Um, but I figured out what it was before the halfway mark, even. But like I sort of got fifteen minutes in, I figured it out that it was um, it wasn't a Stafford Wives thing, but it was a M Night Shyamalan thing. You guys have seen The Village, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, was, yeah. How long did it take you guys? Or was it just obvious to me for The Village? Yeah. Oh, no, I... for The Village twist in this movie. Oh, uh, for me it wasn't The Village twist. Mm-hmm. For me it was the thirteenth floor. So uh, I don't remember much of the 13th floor. So I, I'm I'm not saying spoil it, but you can spoil it. But I mean, it's an old movie. But like, yeah. um, what is th- is that the same twist? Is that what you're saying? So the 13th floor is um, this guy creates virtual reality uh-huh. and he's able to go into like so he's like it's like in the 90s and in it he goes into like the 1930s I believe, or but like something there's something happens in the 1930s. Okay, but when he goes back into the 1990s, you think it's the real life. He's still in a virtual reality. Oh, so that's the twist that he's still yes, in a reality. Yes. Within reality. So in the virtual reality, they created virtual reality to go into another virtual reality. Ah, okay, all right. Inception. It's, yeah, Inception. Before Inception. Um. Yeah. Okay. That tracks. Um, anyway, I thought of the village. And the village. So the, and the reason why in the 13th floor, he's told if you go far away out of town, you will escape virtual reality. But as you're driving down this highway, it's going to be just a highway. It's going to be like, hey, road closed the head signs. Go past it. Go past it. Keep <laughs> going past it until you get time. out. So, yeah, may, maybe. I don't know. But that's when I saw like the thing. I'm like, seems like there's no way out of this map when they show like the town and stuff i'm like mm-hmm. so they might be in like a thing yeah mm. i i got m night vibes for sure especially once they i would say the reveal for me was when she finally makes it to the desert uh um, yeah that's when it gets solidified i'm like oh there's it just gives me m night vibes for sure but the whole time i'm not really caring about that i care more about there's something else going on um uh, and I'm, that's where I'm more curious. Like, what I, I know there's got to be a reveal somewhere here. Besides that, I didn't think Village. I just knew there was going to be like a twist kind of thing. Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't know if it was going to be. I guess I was more interested into like, like what's specifically going on with the women and who's in on it. Right. That's the that was I guess more of the reveal here. And yeah. That's, that's where I was trying to figure out more. I guess. I guess the movie did a decent job for me. I guess on that aspect. Of keeping me, yeah, focus and on that. Focus on that. Um, yeah, no, I figured out the village thing. I'm like, they're they're in, they're in modern world, bitch. I knew it. Yeah. And I, 
And like once I once the thought came into my head, um, it, it felt obvious. And like I was, I was assured as the movie continued. Hmm. And then it, it led me to this other fact that this is not going to be a sci-fi heavy concept. It's going to be a women being constrained uh, metaphor, parable, uh, cautionary tale, what have you. Um, which is not bad. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all whatsoever. I'm just saying that that's when it solidified what it was, what the <laughs> movie point was, was going to be about this. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I mean, I should have known Olivia Wilde, right? Um, and not that I shouldn't have known because it's Olivia, because it's a woman, because it's Olivia Wilde specifically, um, because of what she's done in the past and what she said so in other many things. And, um, yeah. And then once that became solidified, I'm like, oh, I'm like, that would have been cool if they did this instead or something to something new or something different in a different way that has nothing to do with our social norms. I wish it wasn't as political. And I don't mean political like that. I mean, like, as in, like, um, like another another thing to, like, about the human race or our current modern standards of gender dynamics. Like, I just, I just didn't, I, I mean, I didn't expect that going in. And then once I figured it out, like, I didn't kind of want to see it. Oh, I, I didn't want to hear it, I guess, mainly. Um, because I've seen so many also, recently <clears throat> even, you know. And I think, uh, I don't know, I kind of had my fill for a while, you know personally and um even with that um ultimately what was disappointing is that the fact that i i feel like they had more potential for other things or they had potential to do more have more fun with other dynamics at, at the same time yeah. like bring in other angles and shit yeah. but uh, ultimately just stays with one character yeah, I, I, that's where i feel like the movie starts talking about something this is where they i feel like the movie is kind of just mech on it right um, where it's just like, why? It's almost like I get you had to bring, you didn't have to bring it up. I guess but it was weird. It's like you brought up this thing about like, and you. I feel like the movie could have gone somewhere with Harry Styles' character more, where like you bring up this thing about like not being happy, you know, about uh, about how humanity these days are not being happy, and you know why the why he thinks right, like why he why he you know he's listening to this podcast with uh, what's his name in it, um, Chris Pine. Chris Pine with Frank, yeah. right? What about chaos. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's um, and it's about like why, you know, how 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 what were we the happiest as a human race or as Americans, right, <laughs> and stuff like that. And if it could be easier, if you were to willing to do this and give this all up, and you know, you could still have that, right? He's just offering the same thing theoretically, just in virtual reality, right? And yeah, everything else that he's. Offering. Yeah, that's the only thing I didn't really catch is that I thought that this was more of a. This feels like a- Antebellum. Remember that movie, guys? No, I never. Oh, so, oh, I did. I did yeah, we yeah. reviewed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gonna, you I saw saying, it. Sorry, I thought I, I, <laughs> that was the <laughs> Yeah, Antebellum has a very similar thing. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but the fact that I said it as a, an example kind of spoils it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where black people are enslaved again in modern day, but back in a, in the sense of uh, of, a, of an era that looks just like it was four hundred years ago. I guess the the crazy twist here was the fact that she's so like she's accomplished. She's an accomplished person. Yeah, she's a, you know, like, like she's, a surgeon. She's a surgeon. Yeah, she's a surgeon. Yeah. Yeah, like that's not that's not anybody. You know, like that's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Sure. There's. You know, hundreds of surgeons, right? No, like, I, I mean, I, I felt that felt weird because I feel like I mean, I don't know what surgeons make, but I feel like they could afford more what they than what they had. 
Yeah, so I think what it was, it was the husband who just wasn't happy. It was weird. It was like... I, just, I thought that would be like a house, not like a shitty apartment. It looked like a shitty apartment. It did look like a shitty apartment. That's what I'm saying. Like a surgeon doesn't make shitty apartment money. Right. I just, again. I just, or do they? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This could be like a dystopian world. This is where the problem is. where I have the movie. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a good beef. My beef was with uh, no explanation about the plane crash. That's what I was yeah. going to ask you. Like, Nothing. where did that come from? Nothing. Yeah. I felt like that was a big, like, not a good, because I really expected the whole time to come back in some interesting way. And the more I thought about it and the less it happened, the, the, I think the suckier it became. I, I think it's done on purpose. But they didn't bring it up. They never brought it up anymore. But I'm saying, like, how does that start? Like, I, so that, that I, I, I think, think that's like a Chris Pine thing done on purpose. It felt like a, like a red herring. Oh yeah, it does. That's what it was. But, uh, but a red herring with no explanation, it's yeah. just, it's just a writer fucking with you. In the writer room, you know, like, um, it was like, they have to come up with an excuse to get Florence, Alice's character, Alice to, um, yeah, to go out, to come out of her thing and rediscover, right. Right. And have the change that we need her to have to have the second arc going, you know, second, uh, a second, uh, act, sorry, going. And, um, but there's no explanation for it. It doesn't come back in any way that even in a clue fashion, and like Rafi, like you said, it's probably a Chris Pine fuck you kind of thing. I, and I you know what? Yeah, challenge that right. isn't in the script either, really. Yeah, yeah. So, because and I only bring up the Chris Pine fuck you thing is because the kid's toy was that exact model of that car, of the plane that we see, right? Yeah, the kid's toy that's from what's her name? Uh, the girl who goes crazy first. Yeah, uh, Margaret, right? The one black person. Yeah, yeah Margaret. Yeah. her name. Um, and uh, so she's the one who has the. The, the boy who gets taken potentially, right? It, it was just trippy. Um, I, I felt like they could have done. This is where the movie, like, if you fix those little <laughs> things, it makes the movie. It like it makes the movie pop, in my opinion, right? It gives that movie like that extra. Like, I just love the connection that you have with this. I love that you didn't forget about us, you know. And that's what makes the movie. That's why it's, like, it's like the difference between this movie and Shutter Island is that Shutter Island. F- uh, makes those details work right. for itself better as it moves on, and this movie has that one or two or three details that doesn't because they don't really call back to them or they don't explain it in a way that pops like you're saying. Yeah. Um, when it could have, and it could have. I'm not saying easily, but it could have. And um, <clears throat> if you're right, though, I mean, if it is like a like a weird memory, I, I wish they explained that. Because the movie does not focus at all on the technology that's happening here. It doesn't care about how it works, just that it's working. Right? Right, exactly. Um, again, this is what makes the movie way less sci-fi and more hmm. just a drama, I guess. Thriller, whatever. And I, I do kind of wish there was something in those mountains, though. I really didn't want it. Um, but that plane thing made me think that... Some that it, this was happening in the real world, like it really is a desert somewhere in, in Denver or Nevada or whatever. So, like, because of that, it kind of. What about me... the earthquakes? What I mean, I hear. I think th- I mean, that's maybe another. Did they explain that or they? Didn't? No, they're just like, oh, they're working on something. No, the guys were no no longer there. I wonder if it was like a call back to action thing, like one of those timers. Uh, you're right. I don't know either. That's another one. Then that's another detail they don't really explain. And I feel oh, like yeah. the movie. Kind I just of thought well, I was also focus on it too. So the the, the lady that lost her son. Mm-hmm. So obviously what? they probably got to the desert and they um you know left. So what happened to the son? Did he like 
die or was he? No, they made up the sun. Oh, you think that's what it was? In this yeah. world, just like Olivia so. Wilde's kids. They explained that a little bit more. Because I know like some people were like, oh, they wanted, you know, her kids probably died, so they wanted her kids there. But like, if it's like a thing that's programmed into it, they're like, oh, just reload the kid. It's a program. Like, did, some, did she have an actual son that was also like in bed, drugged up? Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, my, my, my thinking is that they made up, they made up the kids. Uh, I would say all of them, and but especially Olivia Wilde's kids because that was her. That was the way yeah. she get her into it, right? Like she was like the the one, ex, the one example of like you know, into the from the beginning, yeah. Uh, I, but you know, I don't know, and I get and I get her, and I get it. I I understand like Olivia Wilde's character. I feel like I understand more than others because like. I understand why she was so worried about Alice, Alice waking up or knowing too much because not because she was her friend, but because this could take down the system that she yeah. wants to be in. She wants to be in, yeah. right? I get that. That I get. It was a very clear, um, you know, cause and effect there going on. So yeah, I totally get that. Um, but uh, ultimately, <laughs> the it was so the plan was one huge error. Uh, there was another one that I was thinking of. Um, um, I, well, I would say that the movie feels like, and this is more of a Luke quote, it feels like it doesn't have like a, a satisfying ending. Like I feel like it needed oh, five minutes. <laughs> so how was she getting out where she's from? Like I feel like okay. they don't explain enough to like, well, how, what are their, are their bodies must be taken care of in some way. What's going How How is this an escape? So, so, so it looks like, no, so she's, they should, I think, so she's in bed with like the, you know, things. In their come, apartment. Like, like, right. yeah. So, so just cause he gets stabbed in the virtual reality that passes on and kills him in real world. Yeah. They say and, that like an offhanded uh, thing. Right. And, and then like, so she wakes up, she's, she's got, she's restrained. In the bed, anyway, so it's not like she could get away. Was she restrained? Yeah, I could have sworn she had the restraints on her hands. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they, they keep it on her the whole I time. I could have sworn. Either, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. And I said, oh, they're going to really comfort you in the real world and kill you. Well, they probably might if you're in bed restrained and no one really knows you're there. It's, it seems... I just... I guess the thing is that this movie does not care about the science fiction angles. And this is where we're maybe we're at fault for thinking too logically on this. But also the movie feels like it's introducing it to think logic, to think about it. So like, I feel like it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. But, um, you know, but it really is, it really tends to just focus on Alice, the emotion of Alice's journey. So getting into that, do we find that satisfying? Like her realizing what her husband did and the love falling apart going away I, I i feel like i could literally see it in her face like falling away in that one scene like towards the end and um and did you guys find that satisfying like uh ultimately was it worth the journey even with all these science fiction mistakes or world building mistakes it was all right yeah huh? yeah i mean it was yeah it was all right that's the thing even with uh i i just wanted more it's not really a the mistakes you can almost chalk it up to AI, right? You can almost chalk it up to just bad building in the, in the code or whatever the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I do feel like I don't know, um, but that's just like that's just on that aspect. The real world stuff, I just feel like I wanted more. But that's just saying the movie was good enough to intrigue me to want more. So the movie was good. I just feel like it could have been better. It just 
that's what that's that's the overall fault of the movie. It's just it's a good movie. It's just it could have been better, in my opinion, with a little bit of fixes. Considering the movie's also like just a little over two hours. Yeah, is it over two hours? I don't know. Two yeah. hours, three minutes. Two hours, three minutes. Got it. Yeah, that's my that's my that's my two cents on that, sir. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, also, if uh, if all that stuff was a game to make a challenge out of this world for Chris Pine's character, I wish they explained that more. You know, obviously, right. um, I felt like it was not much of anything. Again, I feel like there's maybe maybe there's a lot of maybe there's a lot of scenes on the cutting floor on the cutting room floor that are that never made it to the final thing that would explain a lot of this more. But maybe, I don't know why uh, they took it out. I also, yeah, I, that's the, the other issue I do have that I, I kind of forgot to bring it up. It wasn't really a big issue because I I cared and I didn't care for it, which was because you kind of do get like a little bit of it, which was a uh, Chris Pine, uh, Frank tells Alice. Like, I expected more from you. You're going to be my challenge. Basically saying Alice is obviously the next smartest person in this room, right? She's obviously, like, the most established, right? Uh, I, in my opinion, like, I guess, uh, what's it called? Uh, educated would be the word, right? Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, she's saying she wants to, you're going to be a challenge, and he's going to be up to the task, and... And I, like I said, he does, they do kind of have like this tit for tat, and he does a great job of gaslighting her and stuff like that. So, like, it, it works out, but I did feel like, I guess I wanted to see the reason as to why he thought there was going to be a challenge. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, never, we didn't get really, enough of it. Get it fell apart right after. Yeah, you know, that's what like, it is. But like I said, it's you not. You didn't have time to breathe. You didn't have time to breathe, exactly. It wasn't so, a cat and mouse fun chess game. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, just, yeah. That's just because I like stuff like that. Yeah, you know ditto. Right. Um, but I think uh, you know we should probably at some point maybe we should probably discuss the 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 point of the movie, which is like the subjugation of women and the the power dynamics, the feel of going back to a time when this was normalized. Right, all that's in this movie, and it's like the front and center of it. What do we think of it? Like, do we think it had? Um, uh, was it uh, a message well worth told, and or did it, was it was it told like in a way that we hadn't seen before? Did it I, feel think, I, I think what it, I think it's the perspective, and this is where Harry Styles comes in. I yeah. think this is the perspective of Jack, hundred percent, which is Harry Styles, uh, yeah. which is hundred percent is like this is a man who felt like he failed at being a man his whole time with her, right? And that's what they I think the movie does a good job. They explain, yeah. especially with the reveal. Yeah. He failed the whole time. He has to listen to his podcast about this guy being amazing, right? And doing all these things, right? Right. Because um, he has to listen to a podcast, right? Um, fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. Fucking podcast, right? Um, that uh, he's talking about this, doing this, uh, like, you know, better times. And you can be that person. You can still be that person. And you can provide. And he's th- thinking, well, I want us to be happy. We're obviously not happy. We hate each other. We're fighting all the time. We're doing all this. Why can't we be happy? Why can't I give her the best of me? And you know, and it's it's got a good, he's got a good point, right? But what he doesn't take into account is it's just like and this is, and I think what's also it's it's very believable with guys is guys just think about problem solving. Our brains are problem solvers. That's all it is. How do we solve this problem? We have a problem here. My problem is my marriage is essentially falling apart. I don't get along with my wife. I uh, we're tired all the time. We're <laughs> I'm not British. I expect her. I have expectations of her that she can't live up to, right? Because yeah. she's working, she's the breadwinner, right? And 
I have expectations of myself that I can't live up to because my wife's a breadwinner. You know, and there's things of that nature, and he can't come to the grasp of terms with it, right? And so he does this. He takes this gigantic fucking thing to do, and yeah. he does this, this crazy thing, right? And it actually to me, it makes him like a real pussy. Honestly, it does all a thousand percent all does, this. but at the same time, he's in his yeah. brain. He solved the issue, every issue. You know what I'm saying? Every issue he had. Yeah, but he and, took the easy way out in the most complicated way. <laughs> right, but that's a, and I think that's where the movie. Yeah. Again, this is where the movie, I feel like, could have had a bigger talk about current times of how... Yes, that's what, this is the opportunity for that, but it this never brings that up. It never really it mentions it. Exactly. Talks about so it. I think they do a good job with Harry Styles' character. And I'm not like that. that's done well mm-hmm. um, and just portrayed well, but they don't do enough of a good, good enough job of explaining the world. And I guess that would be technically Frank's job, Frank's world. You know, because that's what he's selling. He's peddling this to everybody else. Yeah, and it looks like he's also cherry picking like all these like little oh, fuck little cups. Yeah. You know, like yeah, Harry yeah. Styles and the other guys. Oh, that was- um, and he's and him being the only like quote unquote alpha male in the in the room yeah. to like surround himself with. And I don't. Yeah, I. It just seems like the movie was his um, wife also in the simulation with him, or was she a simulation? No, she was a real person because she stabbed him. Yeah, that's uh, making sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was. Uh, there is totally both of bad AI. Jam. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what it, what she is exactly, but probably just someone he picked. You know, what I mean, feels that Maybe. way. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know. Based on nothing, I guess I'm saying. That. But um, yeah, but unfortunately, this whole nature led to. Uh, uh, Jack's character to have like one of the, some of the worst lines ever, really, because um, which is not not his fault. It's just the way it was written. Like it yeah. was very strange having this character um, not properly being able to, and he can't defend himself or say right. anything really useful because his whole thing was to simplify everything to where his wife and it and that what really my favorite part of the movie in this dynamic is that it makes that an empathetic journey because I can get why he wants his wife to not be stressed all the time and not worry about right, like I can see the well, machination worry, and his brain going like to make his life easier easier by making his wife's life easier. Right. No, and I get it. Yeah. What he doesn't understand is they taking choice away from that equation and that's the problem here, right? right? So um but it is a, it is an interesting thing that they because they do make that a real a clear a, a, a clear thing yeah. that he is doing it for all these reasons maybe even better than all the all the other husbands even yeah. because I think the only other her. husband that potentially gets it is Nick Kroll's character is Dean oh yeah I because think. he's like in, in the opposite oh, yeah. right not the opposite but he was because he has to know because he gets out too but right. like he he accepted this. Based on his wife's uh, right, of course, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I think it's it's, like, it's almost like his penance or something, you know. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm curious about like what did you think of like Olivia Wilde's characters, like like these these comments she had about her kids because she was like saying like they love you better, and she's like just go play somewhere while I go smoke and drink. Yeah. Like, what did you guys think of that? Like, it's is weird. that her resenting herself or bringing her kids back in this virtual reality? What do we think is going on there? She should be ecstatic, right? Like, her kids are back, yeah, right? Yeah, but eventually you're going to get over-ecstatic, then you're just like, yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I just felt like it's a strange thing that I wish I knew more about, too. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't fully get that. When the sequel comes out. No. Yeah. Stop worrying, darling. 
Yeah. <laughs> Stop worrying. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's a sequel, yeah. yeah. How do you not, though, right? That's the right. Way, that's what you call it, right? Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I definitely wanted to do the due diligence to talk about that aspect. Not that none of us are women. We don't have that perspective well, either, but is. like, um, it is a shit show with the dynamics out there. Everything is up in the air a lot of times and the era of the 1950s and what this movie brings up, of course, is a pale memory of what they're trying to do here in this movie. But like, um, I get, I get why I get that need. Uh, of a Harry Styles type of husband, so to speak, of a Jack type that w- would want to do this, but it really takes out all the ferocity and the voice of what is Alice, who is a cool character, and it takes yeah. that away from her by doing this, of course. Um, so, and that's really the point of the movie. That's the point of the movie, and among other little things like that. But, like, yeah, I get it. And um, I kind of wish that the movie had more to say on all of these things because it opens up all these other avenues that we wish it had more to say. Um, so that's why this movie is more of a like, not a love. Um, is that all on Don't Worry Darling, y'all? I wonder what he did, Jack's character, when he was out of simulation to make money? One of the many I, questions I have. One of the Yeah, many. that's a great question. I, I, I also have a weird, uh, um, I say espionage, but I also have a weird, uh, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Uh, not a weird thing. I, I, I love how pitiful he looks in the real world. Oh, yeah. He looks... The most pitiful person. Yeah, he does. He does. He looks like a a Unabomber light. <laughs> Not really, I guess. Uh, Unabomber via cyber hacker. Um, light. Um, all right. That's our review for that movie. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our second film, which is currently on Prime Video, Samaritan. Stay with us. A young boy learns that a superhero who has thought to have gone missing after an epic battle 20 years ago may in fact still be around. This is uh, written by Bragi F. Schutz and directed by Julius Avery, starring Sylvester Stallone, the one and only, and Javon Wanawalker. Adrian! Yes, Adrian. Anyway... I think this is the same guy, by the way, who uh, I think directed Overlord. Remember that movie, guys? Mm. Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we, I know yeah, of I like, it, but I like we, reviewed, we reviewed it on the show. Yeah, I like that movie. Yes. I missed that enjoyable. episode. But I heard there's an anime called you Overlord. Missed, you missed a lot of things, and that's a completely different thing. <laughs> And nothing, it's not based on the anime at all, right? Uh, Luke, FYI. Oh, <laughs> anyway, as I said, movie stars of Stallone. Uh, uh, Pilu Asbeck, too. And like I said, Javon Wana Walton. Dasha Polanco, also from uh, Orange is the New Black, I think. And a um, bunch of others after that, but not really much. So, um, let me start with Luke on this. All right. What did, what did you think of Samaritan? It is a generic superhero movie, essentially, kind of. Mm-hmm. Very predictable. And it's just okay. Okay. Just okay. Just okay. Says Luke. Says I. All right. Ralph, what do you think? Uh, okay. That's very um, interesting. You just went with that. I okay. It is a generic superhero movie. 
no, I'm kidding. I just didn't want to, I just wanted to see if I could say everything he said. Um, I, uh, I don't, I didn't hate the movie. I feel like I'm weird. I, I, I liked it. I felt very last action hero. I don't know if you felt that way. I don't know if the kid was that annoying. No one cares about what you've seen. I was talking to Oscar. Um, <laughs> um, I'm here too. Yeah, I know. I I also I felt like uh, the kid was that annoying, like from Last Action Hero too. Um, just most child uh, actors are. Yeah, no shit. And I wanted to say I <sighs> I felt like I wanted more from this, and then the moment you get more, the movie's over. Um, that was, I think that was the issue I had with the movie. The moment we get more, the movie's like, oh, we're wrapping up. That's it. We're done. Let's go. Budget's depleted. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was, uh, I like the story, though, and I dig, I dig what's going on. And it's cool to just do what, I think the story's really cool. has a lot of stuff going for it, in my opinion. I did just feel like it just, they just very much left it to, like, you know, nothing fantastic, sadly. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, Stallone, I'm surprised I understood a word he said, because I just figured everything he says is much, because, you know, Rocky. <laughs> to be fair, he was a lot more... Yeah, uh, he's he's definitely not... Uh, he learned how to pronunciate. He, yeah, no, he does. He's not, uh, what's it called? Uh, fuck, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, where you just can't understand him anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I, like, I feel like I wanted to like the movie more than I did. I like it overall. Um, hard to recommend because it's very much just okay. It's just okay. There's nothing else going on for it. I mean, I think a lot of people will like this movie, but it is almost like a superhero movie made for an older crowd because I feel like he's doing the same fucking shtick with Rocky, man. Right. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I think like dad would like this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it feels like one of those. You think he's the older crowd? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I know Luke would say, "Oh no, Oscar's the older," but you know what I mean. Um, I feel yeah, like it's only that. like one year older. It's than also you. like it's part like a kick-ass movie too, as um, some kick-ass elements in the sense that it is not what you expect. It is slightly more. Um, I don't want to say grounded is the right word, but it's simplified, and it's um, it's simplified to not just one city, but really just one neighborhood. Um, it takes out the scope of the city and the world to tell a superhero movie. Uh, movie, and it's told obviously through the eyes of a kid, which is where your last action hero thing takes place. Rough, and you're accurate. Um, I didn't find him as annoying as all that, but he was annoying at some point for sure. Um, you know, and uh, I found the movie to be it was fine. It felt like a likable movie, not a lovable one. And um, ultimately, my biggest issue with the movie uh, is that uh, is that it had it had a um, it had something in mind to show it to show us, and I figured it out five minutes in, and and I'm positive it was obvious maybe to you guys too. Um, yeah. I, I mean, again, that's a spoiler, but um, I, I feel like it, it, it. What it ended up focusing on was more about the perspective 
of what a hero and a villain are, which is an interesting thing to talk about, but it also doesn't super get into it by the end, um, even though it does bring up the question, and it's an, it's, an, it's an interesting question, but like, I feel like it doesn't have a lot going on for it. Um, but I found, the, I found like, I didn't know if I was walking into an action movie or a coming-of-age movie or what else, but... <laughs> you got the best of both worlds. No, I feel like I didn't get enough of either, but like, <laughs> but I almost did, but I also didn't get nothing of either either. I had enjoyment on both. So like, I don't know. I feel kind of ambivalent about it. So I will overall say this is like a three star movie out of five. And it's not like, um, it is not great by any stretch, but it's not by far like either worst either. You know, like it was like in this era of we're watching a lot of different types of superhero movies and, uh, and the regular fanfare that is Marvel. And DC, I guess. Um, we're getting a lot of... Um, so dismissive. What? And DC, I guess. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> no, I know. I just, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're getting a lot of... I feel like we may be running out of conceptual original ideas when it comes to superheroes. Oh, yeah. You know, and this might be like the first crack for me uh, seeing it. And, 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 and by the runtime of the movie. So, uh, those are my general thoughts. Um, but what do you guys think of uh, Sylvester Stallone in the movie? Do you guys like seeing him? Old or not? He didn't seem that old. But, you know, power of makeup and CGI. Well, well trust I me, mean, you know, like, you know, he's just like punching a bag, you know? Um, I like it. I like seeing Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. It's yeah, a, I mean, we're Rambo fans. We're Rocky I, fans. I, I like right? I like seeing Sylvester Stallone in something that's not Rocky. That's true. It's something new, ish for him. Yeah, I mean, it is. But also, guys, he's been in a shit ton of movies. Oh, he's oh. yeah, thousand percent. Yeah. Um. Okay. I mean, I had uh, what well, it was a nostalgia to it because I feel like I did have a lot of nostalgia affected by by his uh, presence in the movie, especially his like his blue blue collar workmanship thing going on. He's a garbage man in the movie, and yeah. he's living. He's like fixing old things, and he always has feels like one of those nineties characters. It does. It really does. Yeah, yeah. No, they they play on. They play on it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um. All right. And what? Oh no. What, what about the kid, Luke? How annoying did you find them? Was it like unbearable? Uh, I wish he kind of got got hit by the car and died. Wow, that's a, that's a little extreme. Just like a typical little just, wiener. Kid. I mean, just a little extreme. So yeah, not a fan of him. Because I hate most child actors. So yeah. Well, is it just because like you don't believe them? They just seem like they're phoning it in. Or like you don't want kids. Is it like a thing where you like just you don't want kids, then they're reinforcing the idea for you? Uh, no. Some kids just can't act. Sorry. Yeah, I mean you're not entirely wrong. Um what do you think of the villain though of the movie? Which one? No, kidding. <laughs> uh very comic booky, like over the top, like I'm just here to do crime and then get this fucking hammer thing and just fuck more shit up. Yeah. But, you know, I want to pretend to be a good guy for the people in the streets and blah, blah, blah. Mm. 
kind of a I feel like an uh, askew Robin Hood. Yeah, I feel like they try to play with something with that, but they ended up like not really completing them. Um, ultimately, though, I think I don't know. I feel like the movie well, didn't have enough of its um, enough to, to to say about. It. Like the movie, I mean, okay. Well, how about this? What do you guys think of the opening? Because the movie opens with this like animated crawl thing of the origins of Nemesis I, I and Samaritan. Was, I thought they did a good job with that. I liked it. And I mentioned it to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it was I visually it was pleasing. Yeah, I thought it was nice. I thought it was. I thought it, it looked like a kid was doing this in school or as a project or as a, just a thing for himself. You know. Like he was doing this drawing, the animation, and he was just very much uh, what's it called telling the story to a, like somebody or trying to come up with the comic book origin thing, you know? Yeah. Or that origin, but like just the story overall. Yeah. Um, so it didn't feel like it was actually what happened. Not like I mean, does it feel like no, that's what did, everyone I, believes, or no, just it, him? No, it felt actually very felt very much like lore. It felt like yeah, uh, like okay, good. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah no, it felt like lore, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. It felt like uh, what's it called like myth. Like, you it, know, like yeah, like, no, like you get it, like you get a story from like. Did you guys know about Krampus? And then someone tells you about the Krampus story. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's right, one right. of those things. You know, you're a Krampus. Yeah, yeah Ross, you're totally Krampus. Wow. Um, I, I I don't remember. I never seen the movie or read the thing. Um, okay, yeah. Good movie. I don't have, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have a lot because of the ending or the whole really yeah. what it builds up to. So I would say let's get into spoilers for earlier than usual for Samaritan so we can get into this starting now. Okay. Is it just me or was it super fucking obvious that he was Nemesis? Was it just me? That's a question. What's super obvious? Like, that, did you figure it out right, right away? Yeah. We'll Basically, for you. so that story that they told in the beginning, I'm like, okay. And then when my first, the first time I saw the boy interact with him, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, he's Nemesis. He's like a totally repentance stage era Nemesis. It's clearly Nemesis. Well, not well. well now, what am I being? Was it too obvious to me then? Is that what you're all saying? Probably because I didn't. Okay, it looks defense here. I had a lightsaber. He had a lightsaber. Movie. He had a lightsaber. What does that have to do with anything? It was his birthday gift. I mean, what does that have to do with this? I was paying attention, but I was also playing with a lightsaber at the same. Wait, time. No, that means you weren't paying attention. <laughs> uh, why? Why do I, I feel like a teacher right now? And I find out you didn't do your homework. <laughs> so that aspect, you're describing I like, oh. the dog that, that ate it. I mean, I never. I never. I, I, uh, I didn't think it was Nemesis until a little later. I thought it was. It could be Nemesis, but I never. I never thought it was going to be Nemesis. And then I guess like the, until the confirmation, really. I actually just always took it as he was Samaritan, who was mm-hmm. uh, who was just like I'm over it, and I had to kill my brother to save the. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's like resentful for having to kill his own brother to do it. You know, kind of thing? Um, yeah. Well, I didn't like that scene. So, when they finally they showed it, and it felt like it was supposed to be a big moment, and I'm like, okay, I know already. Yeah, no, it wasn't um, a big moment then. I, I agree. But like, it just didn't get cemented for me that until yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. he does something when he uh, when he, he, he does, he gets mad 
pretty when he hits the wall. You know when he when he gets really mad and he's getting mm-hmm. mad, and I was just like, that's not something a a hero does. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a lot of things that give it away that he is not going to be the hero. But yeah, I just didn't get cemented until later. Also, him dipping, him dipping was a big thing. Dipping, uh, him leaving, dipping. leaving the town, oh. skipping town, skipping town. Oh, trying to skip right, or right. trying to skip town. Yeah. Uh, and inconveniently forgetting to watch. Yeah, uh, that's why I didn't like. Like, okay, they're forcing that. That's fine. yeah, they really did. Yeah, uh, I don't see a world where he wouldn't drop it off at his mailbox or something beforehand. <laughs> like, he wouldn't forget. Like, he wouldn't forget the fucking. Right, yeah, that's my point. Um, oh man, for the yeah. fucking plot, I forgot <laughs> right. his watch. Um, and then not to get too logical, but I kind of wish they explained more. It seems like these two are the actually these two are twins. Oh, by the way, that was the first clue. In the opening of the story, they're like they talk about twins. I mean, the fact that they're twins means that we're gonna get sidelined on the fact that we we don't know which is which. Yeah, that was the first time. And then again, when I saw him being all feeling all repentance like in the in the first meeting meeting with the with the kid, um, that was like okay, that's nemesis. These he's putting too strong of a hope that it's Samaritan that it's yeah. gonna be obviously nemesis yeah. and like this. Uh, this guilt trip thing he's doing, you know, that's how, it just felt super obvious to me. But, um, uh, besides that, uh, it felt like a, I felt like a little bit of, what are you doing? I felt like a little bit of an incomplete story, um, with all this stuff. And I feel like they kind of shoehorned a bunch of things in. The action was cool overall. It does build up to it. Yeah, it's yeah. not an action packed movie or anything. Some of the CGI kind of was like, eh. Budget, yeah, no, yeah. 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 no, that's that's that is a budget constraint. It is not a big movie. Well, I mean, is this a big? It's not market as a big movie, is it? It's it's not. It's like a you, medium. You tell me. It's a medium pole movie, medium tempo movie. It's, it's a prime movie. You can tell by the way. Look, by the way, you look at it. Budget. I mean, I think they're spending it all on Lord of the Rings, honestly, and Rings of Power. They really are. They spent all their money on Rings of Power. They're even giving shit to Twitch, like, hey, hey, hey. Dude, I'm telling you, they, the Lord of the Rings, look one scene of, of Rings of Power looks better than this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Am I wrong? You're not, I'm not wrong. wrong. No, you're not wrong. They are oh. fucking... And I'm not, I don't blame them for spending their money there. I'm just saying... I mean, and, the, the, uh, the credits alone are as, as long as the episode. Dude, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Anyways, uh, Samaritan. Yeah, Samaritan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I like, uh, you know, I do like what they talk about, like how the city relies so much, and it's very much the Superman effect. I think that's where it brings it up, where the city relies so much on a hero to fix their problems. That's what I didn't like about city, it. So, uh, you didn't like it, that? No, I didn't like how they didn't get into it. Oh, that, all they yeah, do is oh, the the I, I get you. That's what I'm saying. But they bring this thing up that's, I think they have like, they have it's like this is what the movie could do. It's like if Gotham was like the movie seven. Yeah. Like no there's no actual cops that do anything. No right. one does anything. Right, right, right. Right? Everyone just waits for yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to wait for exemplary detectives or superheroes to do the work for you. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's and that's the that's the thing. I feel like I feel like they bring up this great topic and they kinda show what, what could happen what happens when you when this when you you know, the aftermath of People don't know how to fix their own problems, and this is what's going to shit, and yeah. no one does anything about it, right? That's that's essentially what happens. But uh, so I guess they do it. They do a, a something about it, right? They at least do something about it compared to. I feel like they could have gotten to it a little bit more, 
but I just don't know how they would do it. I don't know if you know. You're right. I don't know, right? Yeah, there has to be a complete like bones out right, but, I, but I, on I, it. at least they did something with it, and they didn't just leave it. Be. But that is a good that is a good thing to bring up because I feel like there's a lot of things that we overlook as superheroes, like even a throwaway line that Lex Luthor has about the damage alone that we have to do, right? That they have to repair for a fight that they have and stuff like that. Yeah, and and they and they also like you speak. I mean, going along with this thing you're saying, Ralph, is that they also bring up, for example, this other like like this uh, this nemesis versus Samaritan thing is a personal matter. Nemesis, from what little I gathered from you know him talking to the bad guy in the movie, is that. He doesn't give a shit about freeing anything or about being a, 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 a hardcore this or anti-establishment that. It was a trap. The whole thing with the power plant wasn't a terrorist thing. It was a trap to kill Samaritan. Yeah. Like it was a personal vendetta issue thing. Like it was a personal selfish villain thing, really. And that's a very villain of him, actually. Um, that the movie doesn't get into beyond that. He just says it and then moves on, right? And I feel like it's this close because the thing, the whole point of these independent or outside of the box um, superhero stories and movies like Logan, which is not outside the box, but it is made that way, yeah. uh, or Kick Ass even, is that it introduces and talks about other elements of superherodom that we don't think about when we right. watch the, the the Thors and whatever. Um. And I feel like this movie almost gets there, but it doesn't really do it. Yeah. You know? I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it's just a, a rehash of a Rocky type or whatever, because it does feel yeah, like Yeah, the architect is very, very similar. Yeah. It feels like Rocky Five, you know, where he takes in that one fighter under his home, right? Kind of like feels yeah. like that. And he's teaching him the ways and shit. Was that Five? I don't think I've Rocky seen. V. Yeah. Rocky Four was a Russian. Rocky Five was uh, that dude. I forgot his name. He fights him in the streets. Remember, that's where he loses his money. I thought it was. No, I thought that was three. Was that three? No, two was Clubberlang. Three was was the was Apollo. He, no, with three was the one he trains a kid. The kid dies, right? No, he Spoilers. beats up. The kid. No, it's fucking old ass movie. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was a fast. Get the fuck up. <laughs> Get out of here. Get the fuck up. <laughs> this yeah. is why your mom doesn't like you. Um, Whoa. What? Oh, so cool. <laughs> yeah, she does say you. Um, no, that was Rocky V, bro. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, like ninety percent there. Yeah, but maybe he. Maybe like there we look this up we No, we don't. Yeah, we just, <laughs> anyone could look it up right now. Everyone's anyone. yelling at the nobody else. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah. All right. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the, the weakest thing in this movie is the hammer. By the way. Yeah, what a hype for something that was like no- nothing. I don't, right. I didn't get it. One hammer to rule them all. Nothing, but like absolutely nothing. Well, it was absolutely nothing. It did give him, it did make him bleed. I guess I didn't see him bleed before. I guess that's the point. But like, I wish they. Exp- it felt like they felt that felt the most Lord of the Rings thing in the movie when they would flash back to him building, making the hammer, and I'm like, it feel he made it with all the rage. I'm like. Is this Isildur's fucking sword? What is this? Right. The Rings of Power? It felt like that to me yeah, because I'm like, it's a, it's, it is literally a, a malicious weapon made out of maliciousness. Yeah. I'm like, that's not a real thing. It's made of steel. What did he use? <laughs> you know, I want to know what he's using. Is right. there a gemstone in there? What's going on? You know, um, is there like whatever the the what's that thing that Superman's allergic to? Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Is there like a kryptonite thing for for the Samaritan specifically? Like, I want to know. 
Yeah, know? evil. It just seems to be evil, right? It's just like kind of nonsense. Um, anything else you guys want to say on Samaritan? I don't, I don't have a lot because, again, this movie does not really hold up more to its like surface level, really. Um, no, it's not that it was yeah. bad. Again, it wasn't bad. I had fun watching it. I just yeah, would never yeah, really yeah. care for like, it. Yeah, and, yeah, I had yeah, fun with it. It was just, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it is hard to recommend. They're like, hey, you should go watch this movie. Why? Eh, you don't have to. Nah, you want to see that. a pretty mediocre action movie hero? Uh, we'll see you some Martin, you know. I, it, was cool watching, uh, oh, okay, back, it was cool watching Stallone back, though. It was cool watching Stallone back overall. Yeah. Overall, yeah. despite the kid. Um, all right, so that's our review of Samaritan. We're going to take another break here, our last one, before we get into our last review, which is going to be Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yeah, stay with us. Faced with both her hot-tempered father's fading health and melting ice caps that flood her ramshackle bayou community and unleash ancient aurochs, six-year-old hush puppy must learn the ways of courage and love. Um, This is Beast of the Southern Wild. This is our the 10th year anniversary review of this movie. Obviously, it's going to be starting with spoilers. Uh, as we always do with these marathons of anything older than a year. So um, expect that now. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. I don't know about you guys. Um, which brings up to our first impressions of the film here. But before I get to that, I'm going to say this film was uh, written and directed by Ben Zeitland, also co-written by Lucy Alibar. It's based on a play. Um, I had the name here and I lost it. Oh, whatever. It's based on a play. And this movie stars Kevangeli Wallace and Dwight Henry. Um, as Hush Puppy and the Father Wink. So, Raf, what are your thoughts? Wait, did I start with Raf last time, or did I start you, with Luke last time? You started with Luke last time, but I okay. Then you, Raf. Yeah, Raf. What did you think of uh, Beast of the Southern Wild? Uh, this isn't my first viewing, and I thought it was because I thought I didn't see it because I didn't, I didn't oh, avoid it. I thought it was your first viewing. I thought it was too, but it wasn't because I started watching it and I was like, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> okay, I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, what do I think of this movie? I don't... It's... Uh, it has... It's weird. I feel like... I know it's a story, right? About someone's, like... Whatever. Potential life or something, right? Fantasy weird thing. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, whatever they made up. Um, the... What I like about the movie is how how everything is taken through the perspective of uh, Hush Puppy. Um, everything we see is Hush Puppy's involved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's crazy to see a six-year-old who um, just has to deal with very adult things. And uh, I think she was nominated also for actress. I think she was too. Yeah, the one the thing won a ton of things. Nominated for four Oscars, and won a bunch of shit. Anyways, and uh, what's it called? She, yeah, she was nominated for the best actress. Anyways, um, I feel like the the movie was very uh, powerful in the fact that what it what it's saying about I even then what is it twenty twelve right? We're talking about. Uh, polar ice caps melting, which is, I guess, prominent, right, for weather for the time. Yeah, it's still um, after the hype of uh, what's that one documentary, um, The Inconvenient Truth. I think but so. Still, oh, very much well documentary. Into 
it's still a huge debate because it's still going today. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Al Gore's documentary. Um, and it's, uh, I like how it's, like, I don't know, it's weird because it's like this movie's powerful in the fact that it's, like, it's showing a lot of, like, of what you want in life, but at the same time of, like, which, uh, what you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's weird because it's like it's like ultimate freedom in a weird way. Um, that's that's what they have, really. But without, but without, there's like no structure, and like, it's weird without the structure that you don't get a lot of things. But they learned to cope with everything their own way. They still do everything. Obviously, they're not just they're just not as they just don't make the smartest decisions, you know, especially the adults here. The ones that with the promise to do anything would be the kids, but really they would be the, they're just going to share the adults, like, you know, bad habits. They're going to eventually come down to the bad things. And it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's a weird thing to see. Um, it's a crazy journey, though. I'll tell you that right now. And it's super interesting to see it from her perspective of just having to cope and understand and do all these things. And um, she's very much a small adult. Which is kind of shitty to have to put on a child who should just have grown an imagination. But at the same time, it's like this. It also feels like it's a snapshot of what could have been. Uh, this is like what I guess people cave times in a weird way to kind of save from the movie of like how fast they had to grow up as well just to kind of live and survive, you know? Yeah. Um, so it does bring that up. And I'm sure someone's done some studies, or I mean, you could you could do you could do some studies or something about like how tribes who currently do something similar as to they've done for forever, which are very few tribes in the world who still do that, but like that are, you just see kids have take on more responsibility than what well, we're used to kids taking on in yeah. modern times. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna say something that reminds me of, but I want to finish this uh, roundtable thing. Yeah, yeah, um, but. Uh, I mean, it's a great movie. I think is what it's, what's going on in the movie is fantastic. They speak about a lot of things, and and I like how they even avoid showing. They just focus heavily on like the bathtub and her experience and what she wants to do with who kind of what she wants to be, I guess, in a weird way. And she just really wants to be her father in a weird way, um, which mm-hmm. is like her hero slash. Uh, biggest, biggest obstacle, no biggest obstacle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, is he a fucking force uh, to just have to reckon with, have to deal mm-hmm. with? You know? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, powerful, powerful movie, nonetheless. Yeah, good. Uh, Luke, um, I know you don't like child actors. The stars one in every scene. What do you think of this movie? So this is the first time watching this movie. Let's get that clarification. Uh, yeah, I know you talked about it all the time, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it." And then for some reason, I think I got it mixed up with that Okja movie or something. Oh, okay, yeah, that came. I think that came around the same year. Mm, I thought it was like no. 2016 or 2015. Okja came out a couple years after. Yeah. Look at yeah, anyway. So anyway, so I got him confused. Anyway. Anywho, this movie is fucking fantastic. Hmm. I felt dirty the entire time. I'm like, I just need to take a shower. Ditto. Ditto. Oh my god! And she was a phenomenal actress. Yeah, like honestly, she could fucking slap the shit out of that kid in Samaritan. Like, bitch, this is how you do it. <laughs> like, she it felt so natural. Like, I yeah. think she was just like this. I'm just gonna. I don't. 
I don't think she was even acting. I think she was just, this is what I would be doing. Like, it was amazing. It did feel like it's supremely natural. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can see why she was nominated and well-deserved domination. Yeah, she would have been the youngest had she won, I think. It was, she, she just got, just, she was the youngest nominated uh, actress, too. Oh, okay. okay so, so, so she did break her record. So Nice, nice. Take that eight-year-olds, get good. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. That works. Um, uh, well, my, my, this is my third time, fourth time, I don't remember. Um, so this movie, I, I, I obviously love it. And I, I haven't really thought of this movie very much uh, since probably around 2012, maybe 2013. And um, going into it again, I, well, you know, I fell in love with a lot of things right away. Um, yes, there's a lot of, like, disgusting nature to their lives that are just, like, opposite mine and ours, right? That we're just going to have to get used to. And um, the way they live, it's easy to go into that uh the whole of like man they need help or they need this or they should do this but no because that's their lives right and uh, the movie kind of like really it feels like we're watching um an alien or foreign land but it's really right behind us it is yeah. in our in our space in our airspace so to speak in our land space and even though it is made up I think uh, like this bathtub is made up. I mean, and um, even though it is made up, it is feels like a, another world, a completely another world. And because it is that made that way, it's filmed that way. Um, it kind of gives you perspectives on on things you would never think about ever had this movie not existed in the way it does. And uh, rewriting, I hear that it is a rewrite, like it's written to be set in the bayou this whole bathtub thing uh, because the play isn't again from what little I've known and um, but they, they get the essential core right I think the movie doesn't care about plot there really is no plot um, I mean there are things that happen there are cause and effects but there is no plot like there's, there's, there's no ultimate end goal and uh, I guess some way you can say the beasts are somewhat of, a, of the larger plot yeah. but, and they can mean a lot of things the great thing about the beasts is that it can mean something different to Roth, it can mean something different to Luke, it can mean something different to me, and we'd all be right because that's what it means to us. Like, uh, for a lot of people, I think, uh, I remember hearing a lot about this, and I thought this myself too, although I changed my mind on it, is that the beasts are the coming-of-ageness of her. Like, it's like the, the, the impending doom of being an adult. Yeah, no, after yeah that's the first thing that I think of. Right. right. That's yeah, the that's the and you're not wrong if you think that either. I'm just saying, like, it's easy to get there um, with that. Well, and, I, think that's, I think that's, like, the first thing you think of because yeah. in the movie, anyways, yeah. Yeah. And the movie along the way um, it has all these uh, magical realism things. It almost makes magical realism a genre um, because it seems, like, impossible that they can live, that they can live this way, that they can survive a storm in this area, yeah. and that beasts would... A prehistoric beast out of the of the out of the climate change will melt the ice caps and then go after her, and then the same way, uh, uh, the same way you can almost believe that it, that her mother, being an ethereal goddess type of beauty, that she melts water as she walks by it, you know, like boils water, not melts. That's not the right term. Boils that water boils. as she walks by it, you know, and. I find that all just it's so fascinating to watch because 
it is as realistic as a child would imagine it. Exactly. Yeah, that's, the movie does a great but job. But that's the movie the you're watching. Yeah, if that's the movie, movie you're watching and that's her perspective, then it's just as real as it is. As it isn't. And watching a movie that completely takes a cold approach or a logical approach to this world would look stupid and boring, probably. Or, like, really, like, depressing. Because it's, I mean, it's depressing that, enough. It is still depressing, but it is not that depressing. Right? It's pretty fucking depressing. You're right. It is. I think anything with to do with Wink has. I, I think it leads to a lot of those depressions because we're seeing a man that is, um, I don't know, mentally unstable and probably in a, in a chemical way to a traumatic way to a you know he probably has some sort of fucking. Easily, easily uh, curable disease. Had he taken his shots, kind of the way, you know, yeah, like you know, what I'm saying, um, or his roots, his, yeah, whatever fucking things. hippie shit that she gave him. It's like beyond hippie. This thing is beyond hippie. It's like if hippies have, like, if the hippie culture continued and it's and it's and it's uh, livable, like the way they were saying to live by nature's way, like for real. 30 40 years later <laughs> um it seems a little like that too um yeah and i agree with you looks so as well her her performance wallace is just so effortless in her her for her performance i don't know how they did i don't know how they got that out of her um i know that she did annie the remake of annie after this have you guys seen that no i think i saw bits and pieces of it and i was like oof how did she go from like that awesome thing now that i can like link the two like to annie well a lot of it is directional of course but obviously i know a film a project of passion is different from a project of money right yeah ultimately um where's that from uh i feel like you're doing a, a a snake eyes bit but you're changing the lines Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's one of the get the origins. Um, so anyway, um, what? Okay, so do you guys feel like this movie is a coming of age overall? Do we feel like this is about learning your history? Is it about like what do you feel like this movie most speaks to you? Because it's not, it's not about a lot. It's about this girl, sure, but like beyond that, the what? The power of a shower. The power of a shower. All right. Wow. Honestly, like at one point, the other kid, like towards the end of the movie, I didn't recognize some of those kids. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Like, "Oh wait, oh they're with her." Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Well, yeah. she also looks extremely weird in that dress. Yeah, she does. Also, I feel like they're always in a constant humidity, and I just feel the like bayou, sucks. <laughs> oh. the, yeah, it's no joke though down there, man. It's fucking humid as fuck. Down there, yeah. So, yeah, what is I, the movie about for you, Luke? Uh, Ralph? uh I think it's about yeah. It's a coming of age for sure, which is a weird coming of age. Because she's so young. <laughs> she's so young. She's six years old. You know, the coming. I think it's a coming of age movie about just coming to terms about adulthood and learning to eventually you're gonna be. It's almost like you're going to be on your own kind of thing, you know. You're gonna you have to learn how to do these things, right? Uh, but at the same time, I also feel like it's, uh, I guess, <laughs> falls in the similar, <coughs> excuse me, falls in the similar realm where I feel like it's about um, 
carving your own path and uh, what's it called? Finding, being able to, what's it called? Uh, find yourself in tradition and still keep somewhat of tradition. It's weird. Like it's like finding your own space and in your tradition of what you what is your tradition. Um, and yeah. I feel like that's what the movie's trying to portray. At least that's what I got from it. Where she's she's very much talking about uh, death is very it's very much a topic in this movie, right? And uh, how they uh, how they perceive death and how they honor death and how they you know and on uh, how they how you can go ahead and uh, talk about somebody who's dead and what what mm-hmm. they can still impact you, right? Yeah, and she's always talking about like she doesn't want to just impact her lineage, right? She wants to impact the world. She wants to be able to have to know the world and know her name, like you know what I'm saying. That's like an Alexander the Great kind of thing. That's a Genghis Khan kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like these are. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. Like it's yeah, just yeah. like I'm, obviously without the conquering and the fighting and stuff like that. But it, she wants to be not as iconic, but as 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 known in history to exist, you know, almost, almost be immortalized, right? Hmm. Um, for having, being able to, this, this person over here, uh, just her life in the bayou or in the bathtub, which is a super interesting name. I don't love it. Yeah, the bathtub is a great name. Um, yeah. It, oh, yeah, it, it both name. both feels it, but doesn't look it. If, yeah, it sounds it's a weird name. Yeah, that no one takes a shower, though, or a bath. <laughs> But they're all wet. There's no clean water anywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, Plus, it's all no salt water too. Or plumbing or anything. Um, <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, it reminds me. So the beast to me uh, means you mentioned death, Bob. And that's what it is. That's what it is. The beasts are death. They signify death and the coming of it, and the, which. <coughs> <coughs> so while Oscar's dying, I am dying. <laughs> So yeah, I also thought he says it was going to be death too. Dude, how but, fucked up would it be if I died then? Right, death becomes her. Ah, uh, totally. What are you saying? So, so since you were dying, so I also got a death thing from it too, and how it evolved from like just being this like you know, these death being this thing that you know probably isn't, you don't think it's going to ever happen because like the ice caps you know mm-hmm. melting, to surely like step by step it's melting. They're getting away. And it's coming you know towards you. So. Yeah, that's exactly right. I feel the same way, and I feel like it's the it's the upcoming death of her father because she gets the fear of it when he's like coughing and like stumbling himself and like making these you know these mistakes that are not like common to her seeing uh, of of Wink, and not to mention the world beating down on Wink um, and on her too, secondary. But like you know, him being gone for a while there, right? Leaving her alone for I don't know weeks. I assume uh, at least days. It, it was um, definitely a couple of days because yeah. I mean, even just to get transportation to get back to the mainland, right? He has go to, to the hospital, or get, get some treatment, yeah. get the help. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's some shit right there. That's like the the, the force of the world coming down on you, right? Kind of like you want to stay yep. away, right? And it, it, how how much of an enemy they seem to you, and they're telling you like, "Hey, you're dying. You have cancer. You have this. Or you have that. Whatever he has," and like he's like, 
no, I don't. I have a curse. I need to go back home to get rid. Like he doesn't see it the same way, and she in turn sees it even way less than that. And um, so the beasts, I think, are signifying signifiers that of uh, the the impending change and doom that is death for her father, and she has to come across that and deal with it. And that's part of the reason, the huge reason why she leaves the mother figure that is that stripper and that one strip club, which I found this to be the most endearing scene when they have that dance. And then she tells her, like, in, in a very secretive way, like, to her ear, like, this is my favorite thing to do. Um, which is, oh, it came at me unexpectedly, even this time around, because it's been a long time since so I've seen it. But, like, I love that. Like, of course, a child's favorite thing is to be lifted. And that's what she wants, mm-hmm. right? To be lifted. And uh, a lot of the things that Wink does is not that. It's, like, anti that. Let's <laughs> um, well, say he's a villain. He's a challenge, but like no, yeah. I, I think Wink um, also very much sees his daughter as like she, she he calls her a king. Like you're going to be the next king. Yeah, she yeah. almost treats him very he's, much he's like, like he's trying to teach her all these things, like forcing her to crack open the the yeah, crab. She, she, I don't, do I don't it, think not she, I don't think Wink ever take, sees. Yeah, I don't think Wink's. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't yeah. think Wink ever sees um uh her as a as anything. As you, you have to be a both. A, you're a woman. We already know that. But you mm-hmm. have to. There's no man. There's no man. For you. There's never. Yeah. You're yourself. You have to be able to do this yourself. Yeah. And it's just more one of those things, you know. Whatever she is to him, it's like a daughter second. You know, like yeah, uh, a daughter is second, secondary, yeah. very much so. Yeah. More like a neighbor because she lives on her own. That she burns down. That right. scene, yeah. bro. I'm like, girl, get the fuck out of there. And she goes into the box and starts drawing. Oh, my like, God. No, get out of the Get out. <laughs> you right. sweet summer child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's like an act of rebellion. And she still, like, wants to fucking beat the shit out of him in the fire because that's the statement she's making. She doesn't care that it's burning on that. She doesn't right. care how dangerous it is. Um, she knows, ultimately, she stays away enough of it, but, like, not that much enough either. So, like, right. But it's also in the beginning of the movie. A lot more growth happens by the end. Um, interesting movie. It's very hard to, very hard to quantify and very unique. Like you don't see a movie like this ever. You, unique is mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's such, such an. It's almost like an understatement for the word for the movie. To be honest with you. Yeah, it's a, it's it feels like an alien movie, and um, but not at yeah. all. It, it isn't. Yeah, it, I feel it does feel like I'm watching a documentary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I was trying to get at when I was first talking about the first impressions. I feel like it's like it, it feels like it's trying to tell some, tell me about a documentary, but then it's like, oh, we're taking uh, this is like what old things would have happened if it was in current times, and I feel like that's what the movie's trying to tell me, right? Yeah. But like, and it's like, we, but we have that, and we're going to show you, <laughs> you know, like, and I was, it's just trippy. All I gotta say is like, how is that chicken? He keeps when he comes back, like he does this thing where he has dinner time, feed time, right? And yeah. he rings the bell. He just brings out a chicken from some cooler that isn't cool, like it isn't cold in there. Oh, that's right? salmonella. Like, right? <laughs> how like, do you? Know? <laughs> that's definitely well, happening, well, right? We talk shit. These people are, probably have some of the most immaculate immune systems ever. <laughs> COVID? No. no. No, COVID, no, 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 nothing. No, guys like COVID. No, the, these like people day. are getting bit yeah. by zombies, and they're like, "I'll bite you back." Let's go. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they would bite the zombies. Yeah, right, right. And nothing yes. would happen to them, and That's everybody else are. is dying left and right. Mm-hmm. No, it's thousand yeah, percent. Their their immune system is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. It better be amazing because right. the way they live, you know. 
but it's not like they're not, they don't, they don't not cook their food. Of course they cook their food, you know? They, they do a bunch of stuff that they do, but there's also other things that are just super, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know, bro, I just, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, the movie also does all these things to show you that, um, to kind of, like, bring you back to the real world. Like, it shows you, like, it, it forces you as an audience member to fear for the child in a way that you are used to fearing for a child in basic stuff. Like, like the, with the fire scene, like you're afraid of her, like get the fuck out of there. Not in a, like get out of their, uh, um, character, get out of their actress. You're like a little girl and you need help, you know? No, yeah. The movie and does like, a fantastic job with yeah. And same thing with showing you the alcoholism and some of the drug abuse that's clearly I, going on in the background of her viewpoints. Th- yeah. And it kind of shows you a bit and it retracts again. Like, I no, think, these beasts are coming. The, right? I think one of the scariest moments for me mm-hmm. is, um, you know, all those moments are scary, right? Um, it's but I swimming. think one of, yeah, right. Very much so. I think yeah. the scariest moment for me is when they escape, mm-hmm. and she gets in that girl, that guy's uh, vehicle, and they they're like, "Yeah, we're just going wherever we go," right? Yeah. And then they get to this place, and it's a strip club. And my first thought is, "You're about to get sold into slavery." Yeah, right. Like they're gonna and grow up in the strip club, right? In the strip that's club. That's what your like, thought is, right? Yeah. That's my first, and that's my worst feeling for her because I think it's because it takes away her freedom. And it takes away her potentially, right? Because mm-hmm. it only takes away her freedom. Potentially takes away um, anything she's ever learned, and just going to be stuck in a situation. You know, like you say, everything, everything. That's like the worst thing that can happen to her. Like she has no choice. It's like taking away her choice. Yeah, you know? but she's she, a king, though. That will never let happen. Right. Uh, my my fear for her was the swimming before that. Like before the boat found her, like all these girls are swimming to to open water. Right. Without a destiny. God, I was so afraid of them. I was like, yeah. I know they get the out of this, but I don't remember how. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Right. I was like so worried for them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do that in my most physically fit version. <laughs> I would never. Hey, luckily, do the that. guy with the chicken biscuits saved them or had yeah. the thing there for him. Which is another great character. A lot of great character detail of strangers that this movie does. Yeah. Like him saying, like the way that the. the, the how that guy, for example, chooses to give details of his life is interesting and fascinating to me. Like, you know, his collecting all these rappers to show how human he is or whatever he says he is. And I, I'm like, so how do you, how do you write that sentence? Like, how do you start with that? Like, how do you get there? <laughs> right. You know, I just I, I'm, really I'm assuming it's uh, let me hit this peyote it's, real quick. It's an ecosystem. <laughs> It's an ecosystem that we're just not a part of. No, it's a thousand percent what it is. Yeah, it's like learning. It's like learning for the first time what's going on in the Mariana's trench. Like we're just so far removed from the, from this world, is- and but they still have the core basic needs and functions of humanity. But like and community too. There's community in there with that school teacher and so on, and the barter system that they have. Yeah, but like. And the partying too. I love the partying. And I, th- <laughs> I want because it opens with the big, with the best of times, right? The best of times, the worst of times. Yeah. It's the best of times in the opening with the whole music, which I love the soundtrack. I literally have that opening song memorized nearly. I've listened to it many times, and um, like it's the best of times, and then leads into the worst because of the rain, the floods, the, the government involvement, all that shit, um, and the cancer or whatever he has. He has everything, right? Let's face it. He's like Montgomery Burns with all the diseases. Uh, I think it's liver failure from uh, the alcohol. But yeah. yeah, a lot of things. Um, I was getting to a point, but I forgot. Anyway, I just love this movie. Yeah. I love it. That's also good style. Very unique. Although I, I did like, uh, I don't know, the hush puppy thing. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> not thing, but girl, like like her like searching for like a father figure kind of thing. That too, yeah. Because when she was like with that guy on that boat with the chicken, and like she's like sat up there, like she like totally like looked up to him, like what are you gonna teach me, or you know what? Yeah. What knowledge do you have that you can pass on? Yeah, I I also feel like it's just she's somebody who respects an elder's knowledge of something. You know, but once I'm done with you, I don't need you anymore. Well, that's the thing is that she's always in charge, even though she's the smallest thing in yeah. every interaction. And no Other, ever only her. except for the one cook in the stripper place. That's the only time she's vulnerable, I feel like, in the entire movie. Otherwise, she's in charge of every interaction she has with an adult or child. Hmm. And like, she, like, she'll leave right then and there and whatever. Well, I don't did you guys that. think they were alluding to that, that stripper being her mom? I think they were. Oh, hard. Yeah, but I think that was her perspective on it more than it is the reality. I thought so too. So I think it was, yeah, to the not to the reality. I I think it was. wanted it to be true more than. Yeah, she wanted it. Yeah, yeah. Or you maybe even needed it to be true. Yeah. Right? And it is like having it be true. Um, Yeah, those are. uh, I've already tended to see. I love that scene so much. Um, All right. I mean, I I don't have much else, but it's much more of an open field kind of movie. It's a field movie. You feel it out. It is not. It is not like a straight up factual kind of thing. No, it's not. You know, it, it very nearly it very nearly means that the beasts are probably just as real as what the little girls like. That's how you treat it. You treat it as as real as the girl sees the world is. Yeah, and um, and it's, it's kind of magical. It's kind of rare to see. Really hard to see that movie. <laughs> very few movies do that. I can think of maybe a couple more, but that's really it. Um, all right. So that's all I got. Anything else you guys want to say or mention or bring up? Please get your kids a change of clothes. <laughs> Must have been nice on set, though. Oh, same clothes. Right on. Um, I smelled it from there. It came through the speakers. Yeah, the that's one thing. You probably could really feel the na- the texture of this movie really well sometimes. Uh, all right. That is our far review for Beasts of the Southern Wild. Uh, currently, is. I don't think it's anywhere. We, 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 I mean, we got, you can we rent it license. on Prime Video. You can rent it anywhere, but uh, it's not streaming anywhere yet. Uh, maybe ever. I mean, this movie was one of those movies, you know. Um, if it wasn't streaming now, I don't think it will be streaming anytime soon. But uh, c'est la vie. But uh, check it out. Strongly recommend it. I'm so glad you all liked it. Um, that is it for our review, and that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Uh, don't forget that we are our bi-weekly show. We come out every other Wednesday. So next time, look, you're picking the movies. What? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, I actually I have, that, have, have that two kind of David O. Russell movies. Two. Oh, my God, you do. <laughs> I, I forgot. <laughs> okay, so first is the new really, the one that's going to be the newest in theaters <laughs> is going uh-huh. to be Amsterdam. Yeah. And my uh-huh. 2012 movie for the marathon is Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings, right? I remember. Yes. Okay, and that's kind of that's a good that's a good. I mean, I can't. That's pretty cool. It it just worked that's out nice. that way. Honestly, it worked out that way. That's pretty yeah. cool. And since Netflix cut me the check, we will be reviewing oh. Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe, uh, Monroe biopic that is oh. just came out today on oh. Netflix. I didn't know they had a new one, and it's a biopic. Who stars in it, by the way? Who's, who, plays, who plays Marilyn Monroe? No. Who plays Marilyn Monroe? It's all found footage. That's not, that's not, a, it's not a biopic. It's a documentary. <laughs> I don't know. You're, bitch, you don't know? 
Okay. Mm-hmm. We can drop it then. You can't. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's I mean, hope it's, uh, is it better than my weekend in Maryland? Because, you know, it's a pretty good one. Um, all right. Anyway, that's, uh, expect that next time, guys. Until oh, then. Ana what's... de Armas. Ana de Armas? Yes. Off. <laughs> my soul. Hold on. Hold on. My soul, Raf. Raf. We gotta watch this movie. I mean, we're gonna. But now I'm Let's hooked. See. You had my interest. Now oh, you yeah. have my attention. Yeah. Now you have my attention, sir. Say a lot. I know they're fucking Armas. Because I'm looking at the cast and it has this peg, this Norma Jean. I'm like, who the fuck's Norma Jean? Norma Jean is fucking. <laughs> wow. You need to learn clearly about Marilyn Monroe. That's her real name. Okay, now I know. Marilyn Monroe is not her real name, it's her stage name. Her, Wait, you didn't know that? No. <laughs> There's a famous song by Elton John, uh, "Candle in the Wind." He calls her Norma Jean in it. Uh, maybe that's me. Cool. Being old. That's me being old, right there. Um, that's an '80s song. Old man yells at cloud. Yeah, got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wow. Wow. What was the best thing out of that latest James Bond movie? Ana de Armas. Anyway, I haven't seen it, so yeah, watch it. It's good. She's good in it. Anyway, uh, that's great. I can't wait to see it. Now I'm excited. I wasn't excited. Now I am. Um, So until then, y'all, I am Oscar. And Luke. I have an Ana de Armas fan. Whose name is Rolf. That's it. Later.